What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Latin Explaining. My name is Denise Gonzalez. For those who do not know me, for those that do, please um, feel welcome to press and hit that like button and also subscribe to my channel. And I want to thank you for being here. I know it's an odd time. There's a lot of people that are still working, a lot of people that are coming home, whatnot. I hope that everybody uh, has had an amazing Thanksgiving. I know I did. Uh, I'm still, I'm, I'm growing, <laughs> I'm growing a little bit tired of the turkey already, but hey, uh, Latinos don't throw away food because we know that's disrespectful. So we're going to be eating turkey until either it rots or our stomachs cannot take it any longer. Whatever happens first, <laughs> anyway, um, like I said, Initially, um, you know, well, we'll keep that for later. But I mean, let's welcome now the officially the holidays. I know that for people like Jose, it's still Indian summer, but for the rest of us, that is already Christmas. Congratulations, guys. You know, we're officially in the winter. Here we go. That's me during this winter. Now, guys, you know, <laughs> without any further ado, I want to welcome everybody to today's stream. And as usual, let's get this show started. And for starters, I want to say that unfortunately this morning, uh, Peru uh, woke up with a 7.5 magnitude earthquake that not only affected the Peruvians, but also affected areas in Colombia and Ecuador as well. Uh, we've seen very little information about this on social media. We've seen very little information, uh, <laughs> you know, somewhere else, like during Twitter, uh, my Twitter research and other sources on the news have very little coverage of what's happening in Peru, but unfortunately, uh, the earthquake happened 25 uh, miles northwest of Barranca, Peru, uh, today at 5.52 a.m. local time. So I am so sorry and so saddened to hear something like this. Um, you know, I hope everybody it's okay. There's some videos that I posted on my social media, but because today we have so much to cover, I'm not going to do so. If you want to watch these videos, make sure you follow me on Instagram, Denise.Gonzalez.Villegas1, so that you can watch the videos that I have regarding this information. Now, guys, like I said, I don't have a lot of information regarding what's happening in Peru. I don't have enough information on how we can uh, send help or what we can do. But to be honest with you, hmm, the situation does not uh, look pretty much good. So hopefully, you know, it, it gets better for the Peruvian people. I see that more people are coming in. Uh, please hit that like button if you haven't done so. Uh, now moving to the next news. Uh, El Salvador is on the mainstream again, and this time is something that um, I would say that Ramon is starting to look like the Oracle. <laughs> um, and the news are that the interim U.S. ambassador to El Salvador, 
uh, will leave post in a few days. Supposedly it was going to leave yesterday, but it hasn't. Supposedly tomorrow it will be leaving uh, El Salvador, citing that Nayib Bukele's administration's lack of interest of crossing a bridge of dialogue, as well as El Salvador's refusal to extradite senior, senior MS-13 leaders wanted on terrorism charges and concerns about the proposed foreign agents law. Now, I'm going to say something. I think it was last week that I posted something uh, regarding El Salvador and Nayib Bukele. Let's not forget that he did like a 180 on El Salvador because uh, he wanted to change El Salvador completely. Now, we saw last week, if you follow me on Instagram, you saw that Nayib Bukele announced the build or the construction of a city that's not going to have taxes. It's, it's the first one to exist this way. And it's going to be called Bitcoin City. Uh, there's $1 billion put, put into the construction of such city in El Salvador. And I remember when Ramon told me, watch the empire strike uh, and obstructing this from happening. And I said, I share the same thought. And it's not a coincidence that today now, you know, uh, we want to basically paint, well, not us, but, you know, Anthony. <laughs> Do you guys remember Anthony, <laughs> the Secretary of State? Well, now they want to paint Nayib Bukele and his administration as one that's uh, harboring terrorists and all this stuff. So basically, uh, you know, the U.S. is retreating as if they're in a hostile environment when they're not. And they just want to call Nayib Bukele uh, uh, basically a terrorist. So, you know, again, we've seen this. I think last week when I talked about the Empire Strikes Back, you guys saw how many times the U.S. Empire has decided to strike on Latin America every time something is coming together. And speaking of which, I'm going to move to the next news because, trust me, this is not the only thing. If you think that this is the only thing that's happening in Latin America, it is not. Um, I don't know how many of you guys saw on November 18, uh, President AMLO, the president of Mexico, Lopez Obrador, actually visited the American empire for a summit with uh, not only President Joe Biden, but also with President, uh, Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau. So basically during that discussion, a lot of people were questioning why is he even there? Like, is he discussing something regarding the immigrants? We know that right now, Mexico and Guatemala are breaking down the massive numbers of people doing caravans, uh, mainly Haitians and Central Americans, uh, trying to come into the United States. So people thought that that was what it was about. Um, also, some people realized, you know, that as well, um, there were some negotiations regarding the vaccine and Mexico has sent teenagers here to get vaccinated to the U.S., but shortly after that, in November 23rd, five days after AMLO's visit, I want you guys to see what Atney Blanke from the, from the Secretary of State, um, he had his speaker talk about AMLO and what the U.S. is basically thinking regarding the president of Mexico. Um, give me one second, guys. We've been very clear. Um including uh, in bilateral settings uh, with our Mexican counterparts about our concerns, uh, promoting the use of, in some cases, dirtier, uh, of, in some cases, more expensive technologies uh, over cheaper uh, renewable technologies um, will make it more difficult 
to achieve the, the climate goals that have to be shared priorities uh, between our two countries. Uh, and we also have communicated to our Mexican partners that the private sector has an important role to play. Uh, it has an important role to play in helping the government achieve its goal of enhancing Mexico's energy independence while moving forward uh, with uh, a, a green agenda, uh, um, uh, greening its energy sector and advancing uh, economic prosperity at the same time. Now, you guys heard the State Department spokesperson uh, basically lie on national TV, and I'm going to explain why. Uh, basically, the U.S. is, after meeting, like I said, uh, President Joe Biden and AMLO and Justin Trudeau met, now basically the U.S. has communicated to Mexico its concern about AMLO's policies favoring dirty energy sources over renewables. Uh, give me one second, guys. versus renewables. And uh, as I was saying, the State Department speaker has reported on uh, that until November 23rd, 2021, which was this past week, the Biden administration remained silent on how AMLO's pro-fossil fuels policy collided with Mexico uh, national climate goals. Uh, and I also stated that I was gonna talk about it today because like I said, uh, Latin America, it's underwater right now. It's it's getting crazy. And um, how this came to happen? Well, shortly after, uh, shortly after uh, the meeting that AMLO had with Joe Biden, Congress wrote a letter to the president with, and it sends it sent copies to uh, different agencies. Uh, aside from the president, of course, they send one to. Uh, Cam Salazar, the ambassador of the United States of America. Of course, they sent one to the infamous, the most lovely person that we have, uh, Atney Blinken from the, Secret the Department of State, Ambassador Catherine Tai uh, from the U.S. Trade Representative, Secretary Gina M. Raimondo from the Department of Commerce, and basically the letter says, Dear President Biden, Ambassador Salazar, Ambassador Tai, and Secretary Blinken, Raimundo and Granholm, as your administration hosts our United States-Mexico-Canada agreement, the USMCA, partners Mexican President Andres Manuel uh, Lopez Obrador, AMLO, and Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, this week we write to share our increasingly increasingly growing concerns by Mexico's disregard for the international commitments it has made to companies in the energy sector under the USMCA and the climate consequences of such actions. So basically, Congress is basically snitching on AMLO because AMLO apparently had some kind of uh, wishy-washy agreement and went back to Mexico and do whatever the fuck he wanted. Now, <laughs> what did he do? And I want you guys to keep an open mind on what he do and come to your own conclusions about if you think what he did is the right thing. Now, basically, they, they're stating that North American energy integration is key to our continued global competitiveness in relation to China, Russia, and the European Union. Our energy markets, infrastructures, and trade are already integrated and interdependent across the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. 
In fact, North America is on the verge of energy self-sufficiency. Because of this, the energy was enshrined as a central component of this historic agreement between our three nations. Mexico and President AMLO, however, continued to willfully, watch out for this, willfully undermine this agreement to protect state-owned energy companies, Petróleos Mexicanos, known as, uh, known as Pemex, and the Commission the Comisión Federal de Electricidad, the CFA, while disadvantaging private investment in energy. By private, they mean American. Now, it says, including from the United States and Canada, in addition to a slew of administrative and regulatory actions against private investors, uh, President AMLO has spearheaded major amendments to two laws, the power industry law and the hydrocarbons law to change market rules in favor of Pemex and CFE, CFE and against private companies. The Mexican Tax Administrative Service, CIC, oh, SAT, I'm sorry, has canceled hydrocarbon and also maritime import. And this is, this is the key part, okay? Basically what AMLO did canceled uh the maritime import and export permits for more than 80 private companies many of which are american so basically all the companies that they wanted to bully amlo into and to replace his energy and mexican petroleum companies um they wanted him to replace them with american companies and because it's putting up a resistance now he's the bad guy now this is not the end. On top of that, it says the Energy Regu Regulatory Commission, the CRA, has shut down at least 10 fuel storage facilities, many of which are owned by guess who? American companies on their baseless, they call it baseless claims and arguments in order to protect Pemex, which is the Petroleros de Mexico, from private competition. No shit. Imagine running a country and you have a rival country that's a neighbor that doesn't know how to play well with others and you do everything in your power to protect the interests of your country. Holy shit. What a horrible president, right? <laughs> it says, just recently, President Lopez Obrador submitted a constitutional bill of reform to the Mexican Congress to nationalize the power sector. So basically, this was signed by Veronica Escobar, a, a member of Congress, traitor, uh, Mike Thompson. It was also signed by Jared Hoffman, no surprise, Brendan F. Boyle, Vicente Gonzalez, another Vende Patria, Mark Vasey, and Lizzie Fletcher. Those are the snitches in Congress that basically went to the president, went to Atney, uh, you know, the Anthony Blinken uh, to actually, you know, uh, rat on AMLO. Now, one thing I want to say that caught my attention because the minute this started happening, I started looking into uh, what America, the empire, is actually claiming that Mexico is doing. And I want to remind people that. Uh, the United States of America is only responsible, it's, it's only 5% of the world's population, okay? And that 5% of the population is responsible for 25% of the CO2 emissions of the world. 
Mexico, and they're calling Mexico practices on fossil fuels dirty and blaming them basically for global warming or for whatever happens here in the West, while Mexico is only responsible for 1.6 of the, the CO2 emissions in the world. With what morale the United States has the capacity when literally they produce 10 times per capita more CO2 emissions than Mexico? This is literally a dick measuring contest, in my opinion. If you don't share my opinion, that's completely fine. But in my opinion, this is just people trying to undermine the competition that AMLO is posing because that is his country. He can do whatever the hell he wants to preserve and to act for the interests of the people of Mexico, which is the people he serves. He doesn't serve the United States. So he can be diplomatic all he wants, but if one day he doesn't want to be diplomatic, he's also entitled to do so. But Uncle Sam don't like that, right? <laughs> so guys, um, there's more that I can actually talk about this. And to be honest with you, uh, aside from the whole Nayib Bukele situation, Bitcoin City, now the U.S. ambassador withdrawing, Mexico now going out and about with uh, this whole, um, you know, Secretary of State lying, calling Mexico uh, irresponsible, basically, as if they're responsible for the CO2 emissions that we're having here, when America is the most dirty country, most polluted country in North America. Uh, I call that hypocrisy. I call that, you know, trying to bully our people into submission. And I am very proud that AMLO went back home and did whatever the fuck it wanted. Okay. We need more AMLOs. Uh, <clears throat> so I see that MK says that my mic sounds weird. Can you guys hear me? If you guys can hear me, put a number one in the chat. If my mic, it's okay. If my mic sounds weird, let me know. It could be MK's, um, MK's device. Now, guys, uh, as if that wasn't enough, you know, we thought that by talking about AOC, you know, <laughs> AOC ain't going nowhere. AOC is reproducing right now, and it's reproducing in New York. AOC is reminding me of Alien, man. Uh, she's reproducing now in the likes of I'm not going to even attempt to mention that because I'm Latina and I I learned English. That's Those are the only two languages that I speak. So I'm sorry. And now one thing I will say is that Shanijat Sanijat or whatever his name is, he's a former public school educator running for the state assembly and he's using his recent trip to Somos conference in Puerto Rico as a strategy to defeat the long-term Democrat incumbent, David Weeprin. Now, I don't know if you guys remember when um, AOC, uh, hey, beautifully animated. Uh, if it's your first time here, um, well, welcome. Make sure you subscribe and also hit that bell for notifications so you don't miss anything. Now, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't know if you guys remember when uh, AOC used her Puerto Ricanness as a pawn to get into office, making you think that she was this disadvantaged immigrant that came here and her parents were so broke and she was from the Bronx and she had so many issues and she, she came from nothing. You know, kind of like the Lady Gaga move. Um, 
And, you know, she used that to win. And now what she does is that she literally has all these world salads uh, to explain to you why she she wants to do some stuff, but she doesn't have the power to do so, even though her position is a position of power, but it's the micro and the macro. Well, let me tell you something. If you live in New York, this dude ain't even Puerto Rican, and he's already using the Puerto Rican card to win as a public educator. Another Democrat that will tell you a bunch of freaking excuses, more word salads like AOC, and guess what? He's friends with AOC. Guess what? Go figure. Okay. Uh, so if you're in New York and you have to vote, uh, make sure to watch out for AOC 2.0. Okay. So, honey, hmm, we are watching you, but we don't appreciate being used for stuff. Okay. If you really want to work for Puerto Rico, we want to see you in the in the White House talking about that. And you know, guys, that for the most part has been um today's news but as the last one which is it's funny at the same time that it is not i want to bring <laughs> look i would say it's like oh no a aoc clone absolutely he's just an aoc clone with a different body and a different name but he's just aoc and speaking of craziness speaking of uh, talking in, in word salads. Uh, there is some news that were hilarious to me. Uh, I found it yesterday. The general director of the Dominican Republic National Police, the Policia uh, de República Dominicana, won't be hiring. He had to apologize for saying that he won't be hiring the children of single mothers. Yes, you heard right. He won't be hiring uh, police officers that come from single mothers. He also stated that even though it isn't a woman's fault that she has to raise her children by herself, oftentimes single mothers have to work to provide for the children and the kids grow up by themselves. And the police force will be hiring only men and women that were raised in a two-parent household so that they can demand certain values from those kids, those future cops. Do you agree with what the general director of the Dominican Republic said or no. But in case you're wondering if I'm making this up, let's hear from him. Al policía o, o en el reclutamiento, hombres y mujeres de madres solteras. O sea, vamos a tener mucho cuidado por eso, porque esa madre soltera que no tiene ninguna culpa, que es por la desigualdad tal vez que han su, sufrido, tienen que irse a trabajar para mantener sus hijos y, deben de, y tienen que dejarlos solos. O sea, hay que entenderla. Hay que resolver ese problema a través del Estado Dominicano y hay que ver cómo nosotros podemos captar a través de estos medios, a través de ustedes, la ayuda de ustedes, hombres y mujeres que tengan a papá y a mamá. So you heard it from his own words. He's looking to quote and quote solve the uh, single motherhood epidemic that it's attacking uh, the Dominican Republic. Let's not, I mean, you guys know, I like to keep it real. Uh, the single motherhood 
uh, wave or hurricane that's happening right now in the Dominican Republic is no joke. And if you think that I'm saying this because I'm not Dominican, guess what? Puerto Rico is right behind it uh, to the point that 32% of Puerto Ricans right now are being born out of wedlock. Uh, <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> Uh, going back to the Dominican Republic, it's at alarming, in alarming numbers, uh, the, the amount of uh, single mothers that are in the DR, uh, mainly because, you know, sometimes the men don't want to stay with one woman. Some of them have multiple children by different women in different cities. Some of them have engaged in a life of crime, and some of them have moved even to other places in the United States, Puerto Rico or otherwise, leaving the mother with the burden and responsibility to be the mother and the father, which is, in my opinion, not fair. But I have seen it a lot in Dominican women, which is why I don't disagree with them when they talk shit about their men. I am sorry. I have to keep it real and I have to be balanced, okay? Now, <laughs> Jose said, excuse me, are there not many single mothers in the DR? Yeah, absolutely. He was discriminated about kids that come from single mothers, which is why he had to apologize for being an a-hole. Now, Jose says, how about finding out why there are many single moms in the DR? That's exactly what I said. Beautifully animated says, that sounds stupid. Absolutely. Because to be honest with you, um, if you know... The DR, you know why there's many single moms because Dominican moms, you know, are women that would do for the most part whatever for their children. But unfortunately, the Dominican family, uh, it's a notion of the past, I would say. And it's not in that case, I get it. In the city, you have all kinds of stuff, but for the majority for the most part, Dominican women are amazing women. I've met a lot of Dominican women. My stepmother was a Dominican woman and she was an amazing wife to my father. Um, so like I said, it's unfortunate, unfortunate what we're seeing, um, in the DR. I, I just wanted to slap that, uh, <laughs> the freaking, uh, police commander, you know, for saying that, but you know, we can't fix stupid. Okay. Now I see that, um, Rakim, Blood Moon, uh, Morena and Ramon are here. What's up guys? Make sure you hit. Uh, press the hit button. And if uh, more people are coming in and unsubscribe, make sure that you are subscribed. But definitely, guys, that has been all for news today. And I hope you have fun like me uh, with this whole thing. And if you uh, want to leave your comments as much as I have, um, uh, go to Instagram, go to Policia RD and RD or Policia RD. And Put your comment up there on how stupid this commander is for saying that about the Dominican public when he knows what's going on with the Dominican men and the Dominican women. So stop the cap. Miss me with the bullshit. Dominican women are left by themselves to raise the children. Stop the bullshit. Anyway, guys, that has been all for news uh, today. Let's keep it moving because guess what? We have more stuff coming up, okay? Well, guys, in the music sector, we have, oh, my God, we're going to start with, you guys want to hear the bad news or the good news first? Let me know if you want the bad news first. 
put a number one in the chat. If you want the good news first, then put a number two. And depending on what you guys say, then I will do. Like Pedro Rosselló used to say, el pueblo habló y yo obedezco. Obviously, he never obeyed the, the public, but I will. So like I said, if you want to hear the good news first, put a number two, bad news first, put a number one, and I will wait for you guys. Um, I see that. Uh, okay, there is majority rules, Jose, majority rules. So we're going to start with the bad news. Uh, and in bad news, something that I uh, documented um, a few days ago, unfortunately, right before Thanksgiving, was that Justin Santos, uh, the brother of Archangel Anthony Santos, passed away uh, on an accident with a drunk driver. And to be honest with you, you guys know that in Puerto Rico, El Bochinche is real. So we know already the name of this lady. And obviously, I have people send me her picture. So I know how she looks like. I have her picture. I just don't want to uh, put it out there before the authorities do uh, or before, you know, she's announced. But the lady that allegedly uh, took the life of this 21-year-old uh, kid, uh, you know, Arcangel's brother, because she was too drunk and she was driving on the opposite traffic at the Teodoro Moscoso Bridge. And authorities and the press are making excuses as to why they haven't uh, announced this lady, why her picture is not everywhere, why this, why that. And to be honest with you, I don't know if you guys remember when I reported on Keishla Rodriguez and Felix Verdejo scandal. That happened on that same bridge. And in less than two days, we had footage that pointed out to Verdejo's vehicle. How come is that we don't know all of a sudden the Policia of Puerto Rico and the press of Puerto Rico is so mediocre that it doesn't quote unquote know who the lady is? My guess is that I agree with what on Fortunately, Luigi 21 Plus said, which is very close to the Santos family and whatnot. And I'm going to play for you guys what his hypothesis is. And I'll come back with the rest of my commentary. Coño. Brother, a la verdad que este país está bien porquería. Ustedes saben lo que pasó con el hermanito de nosotros. Justin Santos, que no fue que perdió la vida en un accidente, él le quitaron la vida en un accidente, porque venía esta jodida loca en contra del tránsito por el teoro moscoso, o sea, tú tienes que estar bien volado. Pero normal, mi hermano, eso le puede pasar a cualquiera. Pero como puñeta es que la foto de esa tipa, o sea, información, nada de esa mierda ha salido o sea, esta tipa le quitó la vida a un chamaquito que venía tranquilo en un canal pueden hablar mierda que si el canal el bicho, eso estaba en ley, eso tiene tablilla, eso puede correr por la carretera él iba legal y él... coño brother a la verdad que este país está bien porquería Ustedes saben lo que pasó con el hermanito de nosotros, Justin Santos. Que no fue que perdió la vida en un accidente. Well, basically, la vida. Um, 
you guys heard what he had to say. It wasn't that he lost his life in an accident. Somebody killed him because a lady uh, that was under the influence uh, of alcohol, supposedly, uh, drove in opposite traffic and crashed into his canal that was legally being driven in the roads of Puerto Rico because it paid tax and everything. So basically, uh, you know, Arcangel made some um, commentary before that he wants to find her and he wants to help her, uh, which I think, in my opinion, yeah, it's mature on his end. He said he forgave her already. I wouldn't forgive that. <laughs> you know, if I am your sibling and somebody kills me like that, I don't want you to forgive them uh, and help them out. Like, okay, forgive them, but don't be like going out of your way to help them out. I don't want to think like uh, Luigi said, I don't want to think that this lady is connected to our beautiful, prestigious and shiny government officials, because to be honest with you, that's what it's starting to look like. How come we don't, this lady did not have the breathalyzer test performed on her, okay? On top of that, this lady has not been placed under arrest. This lady has not had uh, charges pressed against her. We don't know how she looks like. And you guys know that in Puerto Rico, if you steal bubble gum, your face is going to be all over. That doesn't make any sense, okay? So miss me with the bullshit because if we can spread around the picture of a lady that stole a plant, how come... We are not going to find out who a lady that took a 21 years old life on purpose because she's irresponsible, who she is. This lady probably is at home getting drunk again on Thanksgiving while this 21 year old kid that wasn't doing anything wrong never got home for Thanksgiving. Make that make sense. Only in this island where corruption runs rampant and nobody seems to care. But, and I'm gonna put it out there, I know a lot of the Sylvias, the Puerto Rican Sylvias will come at me for the bullshit, you know? Uh, the, the bullshit that sometimes, you know, men do. And I get that, I support you when they do bullshit. But in this case, it goes back to the same stuff. If was Justin Santos the one that killed this, I'm sorry for the expression, but if he was the one who killed this bitch, his face would have been all over the internet. Oh, no more violence against the woman, the patriarchy, the feminists and the machismo, the this, the that. But apparently, Justin Santos' life is not worth shit because it was a woman that killed him, right? I'm just saying, I'm just saying. What's up, Moonchaser? I see that beautifully animated says uh, him helping her fight alcoholism could be his way of therapy. It could be. It could be. I agree with you. It could be. Maybe it helps him cope um, with what's going on. I see that uh, Jose said, I lost my nephew in an auto crash in 97. He was only 22 years old when he died. That is, that is one of the most devastating things that can happen to a family. Imagine being mark or scarred right before a holiday so it's going to be recurring every year that you're not going to be able to unwind and chill out like the rest of us do because you're always going to remember that that holiday is tied to that huge loss we're talking about a 21 year old kid okay so 
like I said, I do have her picture. It was sent to me. Honey, I'd rather, no comments. If you want the picture, DM me, I'll send it to you. Now, guys, moving from what is, is something that should never happen, uh, you know, to anybody, we're going to move to something extremely funny because I told you guys there's good news and bad news. These news are hilarious news. And what I'm talking about, I'm talking about not other person than Carol G. Now, you guys saw, uh, if you want me to play it again, Carol G was brawling at her concert in Miami this past Friday. And unfortunately, when she was singing, uh, she fell down the stairs. And trust me, that was scary as hell, okay? But I'm not going to lie, it was funny as hell too, okay? And we, if we can laugh at ourselves, we have a problem, okay? If you think Carol G falling, I mean, she's okay, so we can laugh. If you think it was funny, put a number one on the chat. If you think uh, I'm rude for laughing at it, then put a number two. <laughs> okay, but um, to be honest with you, even though she fell, uh, it wasn't cheating, had no major injury so far because, you know, you guys know how these things work sometimes. But, I mean, she basically joined Jennifer Lopez. That fell like four times. Uh, Beyonce that fell once. She joined Juan Gabriel. She has joined so many artists that have failed. Uh, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> yeah, but, but to be honest with you, Ramon, Beyonce failed. And and got up like a warrior. But did you saw where Carol G fell from? Uh, they were discussing uh, what those those stairs are made out of steel. Uh, I was like, that was painful. That was extremely painful. But you know what? There's two things that I noticed during this video. I'm gonna play it again, uh, guys. Uh, nobody of none of the dancers helped her out and she reached out for the hand of one of them. And then on top of that, I know you guys noticed that she continued, people realized that she's lip singing in her concerts. I'm going to play one more time and you guys figure that out. Nobody helps her.
look, I'm gonna rewind it. Nobody helps her. Nobody, literally, she she literally look at look at this side, and you're gonna see. Nobody helps her. And on top of that, she keeps on singing. Okay. Hmm. I feel so bad for Carol G. Like, to be honest with you, if I had those singers, I would have fired their asses. How come you're not going to? Literally, I don't know if you guys noticed, there was one person there that actually, she touched her hand and she literally just dismissed her hand. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. Like, what's up with you? I mean, come on now. Like, I don't know what's the issue with these ladies. They literally continue dancing, and only one of them came down to help Carol G. And on top of that, we realized that Carol G doesn't sing live. Now, <laughs> before, um, yeah. Yeah, there's one dancer that helped her beautifully animated at the end. But I don't know if you uh, saw the one that she extended her hand for, and she literally dismissed her hand and continued dancing. And and to be honest with you, it was Blomo says it wasn't funny. It was it was super funny because we know she's okay. During that time, we didn't knew she was okay. But to be honest with you, it was it now is super funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> now, Jose says, what happened to the sisterhood? The sisterhood doesn't exist. It's, it's a myth. Now, speaking of reggaeton and urban Latin music, uh, one thing that I want to say, I'm so excited. Congratulations, Puerto Ricans. We did it. Uh, Bad Bunny literally took the throne away from Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande has been on that throne of being number three in the world for years. I don't know how, because the only song that I can tolerate from Mariana Grande is what, Seven Rings? The rest of her music puts me to sleep. Now, Bad Bunny um, had one billion more of streamings. Therefore, she moves back to number four and he moves up to number three. And to be honest with you, um in the whole history of spotify uh bad bunny is number three in history with the most um listened to music so i am very proud that you know latinos have made it and to be honest with you this is not just a win for puerto ricans it's just that to be honest with you in latin music the most popular music in the last 10 years has been reggaeton so of course I get it. A lot of people are like, yeah, you know, we're from Honduras and we make great music. We are from Mexico. We make great music. We are from Peru. We make great music. Yeah, everybody makes great music. But to be honest with you, the most stream music right now is reggaeton. So to be honest with you, honey, put Bad Bunny on third place in the world. So this is a win for all of us Latinos. It's not just a win for Puerto Rico, even though we birthed him. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, you love reggaeton, Blue Moon? I love reggaeton too, okay? So look at Melanated Night. He's like, let's go, Benito Antonio Martinez Ocasio, a.k.a. Bad Bunny. So guys, that has been all for music today. I hope that you have enjoyed this news. For the people that came in later, 
please watch the replay in the beginning because there is important news that I shared. But without any further ado, let's keep it moving to the most exciting part of the show, the main topic. Now, guys, marriage can't save you. I know that a lot of people have said many things about this topic in the past, but uh, we're going to uh, actually disintegrate those arguments that we have heard uh, about why we need to marry and form families. There is a sector of the TEP community. You guys know that this season of Latin Spring is going to be focused mainly on our TEP community. And there is a sector of the Hispano TEPs, I believe, or I don't know if it's the, the Snow TEPs. It's, it's one of the two. There is a sector in the TEP Latino community that believes that you will become a established person by marrying and having a baby. Um, I did in the first season a show regarding children and I already explained to you guys that based on uh, documents and data collected in the United States to have a children costs close to a quarter million dollars and that is on food stamps and with public school and a lot of other subsidized. Now you don't have a quarter million. And I know that a lot of people in the last stream when I was talking about the Empire Strikes Back uh, and I was talking about the urgency of why we should pay attention to what the American Empire is doing to our countries in Latin America right now. It's imperative that we hold on. Hi, Smoothie, what's up? Um, we hold on on having children and reproducing when we're not financially stable simply because those two choices are the biggest risks that any human being can take. Think about it for a second. When you marry, you're literally saying, I'm gonna forego every other option out there in the hopes that this investment that I'm putting all my attention, all my money and resources into pays off even though this person can change in 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. That is the biggest risk. And having children is the same thing. Now, we're going to focus today on how marriage can save you. And I'm going to start by saying that, guys, one of the things that I have noticed in the Latin community is our very brittle and unstable mental health. And that is something that I have discussed here. I brought a professional here to talk about that. Um, we don't seek mental health at all. We don't seek professionals to help us because that is a huge stigma in uh, the Latin community. So of course, to be honest with you, how do we expect, how do we expect to even form a family or even get somewhere in life if we don't have a stable mental health. Uh, so Lord Hokage says, so Denise is saying to marry women, sorry, Tina, you're done. 
what? I don't understand. Uh, elaborate. Probably it's my low IQ. I don't know. He said, so Denise is saying to Mary. Well, <laughs> stop. <laughs> no, no. Uh, to be honest with you, like I said, guys, um, a lot of people don't understand. Latinos are literally in a perfect storm of, I'm sorry to repeat it, but going back to ancient times where we were wiped out and to be honest a lot of people a lot of latinos by the age of 27 already have at least one kid at least now for women that's fine because those are years when you should make babies absolutely but for a guy, for a man at 27 years old having a child, you know, if you went to college, I might say, well, probably, but we know for a fact that 75% of Latinos in this country drop out of school between high school and college. So we know already that not a lot of them go to college. So we wonder why Latinos keep being at the bottom in many ways. Why we keep struggling for money? Why we keep being the servitude? Why we keep being at the bottom? Why people can come into our countries and destabilize them? And we don't have, we have not created a vehicle. We have not created an aircraft. We have not created the cure for any major disease. And the list goes on and on and on. We don't improve in technology. We're not literally leading in any area. But we feel that forming families at ages of 27 years old or even 22, it goes all the way back to 13. We have 13-year-old dudes having children. Make that make sense. It doesn't. So to the point that in the past, that was something that was glorified in the Latin community. And I get that. If a man gets you pregnant, he will have to marry you. That is the standard of the Latin community. Now, tell me how many of those marriages that we all know exist in our community. We have friends and family that have those marriages. How many of those marriages actually succeed? How many of those marriages are not wonky financially, mentally, and even in education? Uh, now, Lord Hokage said, not true. Cuba has a cure for lung cancer. It has been proven that they don't, Lord Hokage. That's, you have to look into the propaganda that Cuba sometimes does because look at what they did with C-19. With C-19, they sent their pristine uh, doctors to Italy to help because they were such great doctors. And when SOS Cuba aired out the reality of Cuba, we saw the reality of medicine in Cuba. They don't even have the facilities to do that. If you don't believe me, go back to SOS Cuba. When I have information from a Cuban friend that I have sent to me of the situation when it comes to medicine in Cuba. So highly doubt it. Highly doubt it. Now, I see that Blood Moon says, in my opinion, women who want kids should do just that. Waiting for your ex to dry up just to make money is not a good idea. Absolutely. If you just want kids, and for women, let me tell you something. I think, uh, no, I am not Lord Hokage. I, like I said, go back to uh, SOS Cuba and see it for yourself. Um, in my opinion, 
I agree with what you're saying, uh, Blowmore. This doesn't apply to us because we have a biology clock in us. We can't wait, which is why I agree that women should go for men that are more established. If you're 21 years old, why you don't get with a 32-year-old? I'm not asking you to go for a 60-year-old because that would be freaking disgusting, but I'm asking you to go for a more mature and established man. And we have to start, uh, to be honest with you, start this culture where we don't go for you know the young cute boy because in reality in the real world that doesn't work now going back to uh the slow taps or the hispano taps and whatnot uh lord hokage like i said go to sos cuba and watch it for yourself they don't have the facilities to do that anyway back to what i was saying um in reality, this main focus, uh, this stream is main focus for the slow tap dudes. Many of them have come uh, to talk about, and I have heard many of them, many of them. Oh, I want this, I want that, I want a woman that's like this, I, I want beautiful woman, I want this and I want that. And I'm gonna, you know, just keep it real. You can't fight the message of working hard and becoming an establishment that is able to bring stability and provide for a family and with the same breath say that you want the top the creme of la creme you have to pick a struggle if you want to be broke you have to understand that after 25 years old as a man, if you're a broke man that doesn't have any investments, any career, any trade, you're going to start to have deal with the trash of women that are left. Women like of substance, I'm not going to mention any names, uh, but there's a few here, do not want to deal with Manny and Julio. And I am sorry, it's not that Manny and Julio are bad people, but in reality, Manny and Julio are trying to fight the message that's telling them, pick up a trade and do something with your life. And I know that there are certain individuals that decided that, oh, if I marry, I'm a loser, I'm a dirtbag, but I'm going to marry because that will make me less of a freaking weirdo out there. I'm gonna marry and make a child and I'm, you know, I'm established. And people won't look at me funny because I will look like I'm balling, but you're not, you're still a loser. And now you're bringing more people into that equation. And I know a lot of people are gonna come at me. Oh my God, she's talking about this. She's talking about that. And like I said, I know this is not something that I wanna do. I've said it many times, but I have yet to see large number of Latino men calling all the bullshit that we're seeing in our community. We just literally saw the police captain of Policia RD, the Dominican Republic's police, talking shit about the women that are raising the kids that these men are doing and leaving behind. And I know a lot of people will say, well, I mean, the same can be said about the Americans. It's not the same case because I have seen with my own eyes how Dominican women come in droves to marry Puerto Rican men. That's how bad they have it out there. That's how bad they have it down there. Yes, Pamela, 
we'll talk later. So basically, like I said, many of these dudes use marriage as a tool to, to portray to the world that they are something they are not. Just because you're a married loser, it doesn't take away the fact that you are a loser nonetheless. Marriage cannot save you. You're broke. No, blood moon, not even, not even that. Because like I said, my, my stepmom was a Dominican woman. She got her green card years ago. My neighbor, when I was growing up, was a Dominican woman married to a Puerto Rican dude. There's a lot of Dominican women. Come on, man. There's a lot of Dominicanos, and you know it. Raised on both in both households. It's not just for the green card. So, to be honest with you, just because, like I said, we are a broke community. We are a community right now that's being tokenized and used in any in every way. We're under siege. I have reported on this many times. Like I said, if if you're uh, uh, you know tuning in on the lower end of the stream, make sure that you rewind the stream and watch what's happening in Latin America. Where are the freaking men? Where are they? Because AMLO cannot fight America alone. Najib Bukele cannot fight America alone. And that is just a reality. And I, like I said many times, a lot of these people wanna come here and tell us how they are, oh, I'm Panamanian, oh, I am Mexican, oh, I am Honduras, I am Nicaraguan, I am from Guatemala, I am Peruvian. You are not, no, no from those countries if you're not able to go there and do something for your country. You come from that place, but you're not that. You're an American. If tomorrow, and, and this is the thing, every time that we point out how they have to decide either make money or go to war because we lost the war and we have to abide by certain rules, they come with the stupidity, this to America, this to us, as if Americans today are a fault of the system that's also fucking up Americans. I've yet to meet an American that says, oh, I'm 100% loving what the government is doing to me. I've yet to meet an American like that. They love the country, but they know there are certain things that are wrong with the country. Now, a lot of the slow taps or the Hispano taps and all these taps up in here want to keep doing uh, of what Melanie and I will call a Kansas City shuffle. Send them left where you go right. Oh, let's talk about the blacks. Let's talk about the whites. Let's talk about the Spanish empire. Let's talk about whatever the hell it is that takes the focus away from our lack of action. In the meantime, you're repping a place that belongs to the American empire. And the worst part is, that they don't even have to give you a citizenship for you to be a slave under the American empire. And marriage is not gonna save you from it. So, like I said, if you're a loser and you marry, you're just a married loser. 
And ladies, wise the hell up. Marry older and let these men get on their path that they need to go. They're probably good men. Most certainly good men, but they need to learn mature. We have way too many immature kids out here that are like 28, 27, 29 years old, 30 years old, acting like children. The last time I checked, previous generation of Latino men used to be notorious for their work ethic and their bravery. This is the first generation, the first generation of Latino men that I have seen and that many of you guys have seen that is acting this way, which is why I said, if we are able and have the cojones to talk about Black Americans and all the stuff that they're going through, we know where this is going. We know the path that these children, these man babies are taking us down to. And <laughs> look at Ulises. says, he's like, yes, marry older, like 53. Well, not 53, unless you're like in your 30s. Yeah, marry a 53-year-old, why not? But if you're in your 20s, you can marry a 36-year-old if you want to. It's a more established, more mature man. If we will be able to lead you. Not a not a 22-year-old because he's cute. <laughs> Look at Blamud. <laughs> Look at Blamud. <laughs> Yuck. Stick to women your age. No, I think, to be honest with you, that's the perfect combination. Older men, younger women. Yeah, uh, you get get a woman in their, it could be late 30s if you want to, Ulises. Or early 40s. Now, women in the 50, uh, 50 years old, those are difficult women to deal with, and that is known. Now, are there exceptions? Absolutely. But you guys know that when women hit 40, they're already set in whatever mindset they have. I know it because I'm 34, and I know that when I was 21, I was more free-spirited than I am today. Come on now. But going back to these dudes, a lot of them, we're seeing the writing in the wall. And a lot of them want to sell us the placebo. The placebo of, you know, and look at Blombo, and you're cracking me up. She's like, yes, I'm very difficult to deal with. <laughs> oh my God. But going back to, I don't think you're difficult to deal with. It's you're really uh, set in the way you think. Like you're not gonna change for no, uh, no tigre, no palomo, like you guys say. <laughs> but anyway, going back to um, to marriage, can't say yeah. Marriage is a sacred union. But in the Latino community, it's becoming part of the cancer that's killing us. Like I said, we have 16 years old people marrying, having children. We have the US Department of Education Secretary targeting Latinos for being the biggest block of dropouts in this country. No, Morena, you're not. You're actually cool, but you know, you're the exception. 
They're the exception. Even Blood Moon is funny. It's just, you know, you guys are set in your ways. So, like I said, you have the main focus on us. And one thing that I love that people are seeing, oh, you know, we have Don Omar on the radio. Now Bad Bunny's number three in the world. Carol G was in TMC. Los Tigres del Norte. They're right now on, on Kiss FM. Tell me how that translates into our community being better. It doesn't. Right now, I don't know if you have noticed, and since the results of the census have come out, every freaking commercial that's trying to put a hook to the Latino community, because we're a huge block, every commercial has something regarding Latinos. Have you guys noticed that? If you have noticed that, put a number one in the chat. If you have not noticed that, put a number two. I have noticed that. And it's freaking annoying because I know what they're doing. Now, guys, like I said, all of this stuff, like I said, El Salvador is under siege. Venezuela is under siege. Cuba is under siege. Mexico now is being targeted for simply having los pantalones bien puesto. Nicaragua too. And in the meantime, in the meantime, we have here young, strong men that are acting like boys, not doing anything, complaining because we're telling them to produce some results. And thinking that they have the currency enough to form a family. No, you can't. Sir, you can't. And I know I get a lot of hate views. So I know slow taps, Hispano taps, no taps, and all the taps are going to watch this. No, you cannot marry. No, you be married and having a family when you know you're a loser does not make you a productive man. If anything, I feel bad for your wife and your child. I, I am genuinely scared for when Gen X and baby boomer Latino men retire from the workforce. And when they pass away, their legacy will pass away with them. And I'm just flabbergasted. We shared the numbers since the first episode that I did here. I've shared the numbers. We're only 3% of corporate America. 3%. 6%. We're 6% of entertainment. So right now, white people control the way the world sees us and what parts of us they see. So if they want to do what they did with African Americans, with that trauma porn, that's what they're going to do. And they're already doing it. I don't know if you guys saw the revamp of, of, of West Side Story. Narcos is literally painting Mexico in the worst light. It already painted Colombia in the worst light.
you know? But in the meantime, you know, let's just talk about Cristo Rey. Because that's the most important part. And let's just go make babies to throw at the establishment. Let's go and throw them, throw some babies at the empire. Because that's going to work. Let's throw our marriage licenses at the empire. Because that's what's going to work. Marriage cannot save you from your victim mentality. Marriage cannot save you from drug addiction. Marriage cannot save you from alcoholism. Marriage cannot save you from lack of, of sexual discipline. Marriage cannot save you from the lack of education. Marriage cannot save you from being incompetent. Marriage cannot save you from being broke and unproductive and a loser. Marriage will not and can't save you. And a lot of them, I see a lot of them, oh, this woman is una interesada, una chapeadora. She wants this, she wants that. She wants me to provide with this, this and that. If you cannot provide a roof over the head of your family, that woman is not a gold digger. You're just unfit for marriage. It's that simple. Months ago, when I talk about how the slow types are supposed to be working 60 to plus, 60 plus hours per week, they called me, oh, she's trying to slave us to death. Well, the last time I checked, I've talked to men from my father's generation, my grandpa's generation, the silent generation, baby boomer generation, Gen X generation, guess what? They all work a lot of hours. And when they come back home, a lot of them are single. So a lot of them are even taking care of their house. So I don't understand why you're so lazy, slow taps. Your grandpa and your apas didn't have no rest. They were working really hard. And you know this because you probably didn't grow up with riches, but you never had to start. And a lot of them are like, well, my dad wasn't in my life. I was raised by my mom. Well, I don't give a shit. If you did not saw this growing up, I feel bad, but it's not a responsibility to understand your bullshit. Everybody grew up in a different way. Everybody grew up with problems. Everybody grew up with different circumstances that you don't know nothing about. But you don't see none of us making excuses. That is not an excuse. It's your responsibility. Nobody owes you an understanding. Nobody owes you anything in this life. So if you have not find an example because you were raised by a single mother, and you don't know what to do as a grown-ass man, and you're a man-boy, find a mentor. How about that? 
it's not the lack of resources, it's your lack of resourcefulness. And that's what I'm talking about because I remember my father did not grow up with his father. But when I look at all my dad's friends, they were men that were very, very old and those were his mentors. He grabbed everything he could from guys that were up the ladder so that he could learn stuff from them with the humility that he didn't knew anything. You can talk to any baby boomer, any Gen Xer out there, and they'll tell you that that's what they did because they also had problems. So it doesn't make you special to have problems growing up. Ask them, they probably went through more stuff than you went through. So drop the BS, <laughs> but maybe. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe maybe marriage can save people, you know? Maybe marriage is what these slow taps need in order for them to become something because that's another thing. We use marriage as a band-aid. Oh, you know what? Once he gets a baby, once he gets a wife and he feels the pressure and the responsibility, he'll act right. That's never the case, which is why Latinos have such a high population that are alcoholics and drug users. It's never the case because losers will be losers unless they're left to their own devices and their own consequences. And that is just the reality. That is just the way it is. Exactly, Jose said it. Marriage cannot heal stupidity. Marriage can save you. So guys, I'm gonna share the, the link. And you guys know I always take some time uh, for intermission. I'm gonna go and take five minutes. It's 4.14 where I'm at. But before I leave, I wanna remind everybody that's here to hit that like button. And also if you haven't subscribed to my channel, make sure you do. And also don't forget to follow me on Instagram because just as today, uh, there's a lot of things that happen in Latin America and our Latin diaspora, and I don't necessarily have the time or the space to do a video about it, but you can keep up with me on my Instagram. So make sure you follow me on Instagram so that you can keep up with me. We can make jokes, we can exchange ideas and whatnot. So guys, like I said, it is 4.15 now. Uh, if you want to share your thoughts, your opinions, you want to chat with me about what's going on, uh, and you want to discuss the topic and you have a different opinion or you probably agree with me, make sure that you um, tap in to the stream. I already shared the link. Make sure that you tune in. And when I come back at 4.20, we will discuss what's going on, okay guys? So grab your drinks, grab your snacks, don't go anywhere. And I will be back at 4.20.
We are back we are back we are back people now I hope that you guys have gotten your snacks if you wanted to use the loo don't disclose it but go ahead <laughs> that that's what the intermission is for now um, as usual guys before I let anybody in I want to remind you guys that the views and statements of the guests do not necessarily represent those of the channel and or those of the panel members. As some comments may be offensive to the changuitos, to selected groups of people. <laughs> and also, I wanna remind you that by calling into the live show, you waive your rights to the use of your image and likeness for the purposes of this show. Without any further ado, I wanna welcome guys, the Winterman, Santa Claus, and the mayor of Winterland, Jose Negron. What's up, Jose? Hello, Denise. It's 23 days until the first day of winter. Oh, Lord. No, no. He did not say that. He did not. Look, I have something just for you. <laughs> well, I don't for share that you. I, I hate it. Well, <laughs> also, want to welcome my dear friend Raquel, what's up? Hey Raquel. What's up Denise? What's up Jose? How you guys doing today? How's everybody? Good, good. Perfect, really good. good. Uh, first of all, before anything, I want to give a huge shout out to Ramon because now he has his own channel. Absolutely. If you guys did not catch up with the introvert Boricua, Ramon's live stream last night, it was lit, okay? And this is not the end. So Ramon, if you are in the chat, make sure that you, uh, you know, put in your channel so that people can subscribe. So make sure that you subscribe to the introvert Boricua, AKA my fellow brother, Ramon. What's up, Ramon? Hey, Ramon, congratulations on your live stream. Shout out to my boy Ramon's in the building. Yep, yep. What's up, Ramon? Oh. It looks like you, the mix is trying to interfere with his audio. Yeah, I think you, you're having a, an audio issue, Ramon. It's sounding like that Akon song that's like that. Boy, I'm telling you, these steps are not going down with a fight. <laughs> okay, how about I now? told him yesterday. I told him yesterday. Now, yeah, it's it sounds like a chipmunk, like Blood Moon and MK are saying. I know. Are you okay, I, I, can you hear me? Can you hear me, man? Yeah, oh, okay. we can. <laughs> I'll come out. I'll come out. I'll come out. No, okay. we can't hear you. Oh, uh -oh. he didn't hear us. Anyway, Jose, what are your thoughts about today's show? We can start from the whole empire interference with Latin America all the way to marriage can save you. Uh, you know what? To be perfectly honest, I'm not surprised about the whole thing. Now, as far as the, and I use the term loosely, the gentleman representing the national police in the DR having an issue with the children of single mothers joining the, you know, the police force. I mean, 
have you have you, you know trying using the little gray bright gray matter that's not deteriorated completely and try to figure out why there's so many single mothers out there okay uh, some of them let's keep it real they made bad choices unfortunately um some dominican men have reputation of being mujeriero. let's keep it let's keep it real yeah okay <laughs> Now, as far as um, the topic is regarding marriage can't save you, uh, the fact of the matter is marriage cannot heal stupidity, okay? And to be perfectly honest, some people were just never meant to be married. I mean, if you take a look at the choices that they make in a partner, I mean, it makes me wonder, I mean, what was their selection process? I mean, did they? I mean, did they pick a name out of a hat? Did they? Did, you know, were they were they intoxicated when they made those choices? Were they, you know, under the influence of some sort of chemical substance? I mean, it it it, it is insane. And the fact of the matter is, there's a reason why Dominican women. Okay, well, you know, Blood Moon, that's, uh, I am one body quad. That's not I agree me. with Blood Moon. I am sorry, but it's part of the culture. It's okay. part, like I said, we're not that far, as Puerto Ricans, we're not that far removed from um, Dominicans and, and single motherhood. The thing is that we're still marrying at a 68% rate. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing I would say is that there's still a bulk of Puerto Rican men that are very pro-family. But if this continues, I give it 15 years until we're worse than the DR. Way worse. Trust me. Way worse. Okay. And um, please forgive me for just speaking a little bit more than I usually do. But the fact of the matter is this. Um, now, I am currently involved with a Dominican lady. Okay, she's like 20 years younger than me, but you know, you love who you love. And with that, I'm going to let other people talk before I, I'll, I'll go and talk for at least half an hour. So, Rakim, what do you think uh, about today's topic? Did you catch on the news? Yes, I did. I did catch on to the news. And um, I don't think that was uh, appropriate for. Um, I, what what position was the uh, gentleman that was in the army? That He's was in the, the, the captain, the captain of the uh, police of Dominican Republic. Um, yeah, like I like now, I don't necessarily think that was appropriate to say. I can understand where he was coming from, because I don't know if he had this type of mindset that you know dealing with boys that are coming from single parent homes, they may have more emotional, like a, a lower emotional IQ or they may react with more emotion. I don't know. That's the only thing I possibly could have gotten from it. But that was not uh, appropriate That's basically what he said. He said that he needed parents to, uh, that he can hold accountable for the values that their children have. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. That's I definitely understand. I definitely understand. But, you know, with this type of climate, you just can't say things like that publicly. It might be different um, on the island over there in DR, but... I wouldn't uh, recommend saying that publicly. Also, shout out to Smoothie. What's up, Smoothie? I saw you comment um, in the uh, comment section. And um, as far as what you're saying on marriage, me personally, uh, I would slightly disagree to, to an extent. 
Um, and this is not just for, you know, um, me speak. I'm not speaking on the light community or anything like that. This is just for people in general where um, I do believe marriage would play a part. But I also understand where you're coming from. If the person is not ready to be productive or carry out his responsibilities as a husband, things can go left really bad. And you'll be in a dysfunctional relationship that your children will see. Because we all know it's one thing to be married and it's one thing to love a person, but unfortunately love don't pay the bills. And we've seen marriages fall apart plenty of times because um, a person is not being, you know, financially productive to make sure that, you know, he's making sure that the family is well taken care of. So I do, you know, I do understand that. But at the same time, I definitely believe in having marriages so kids can grow up seeing more of a, uh, you know, a two parent household. So they won't start getting those um, ideas that, you know, oh, I can just be a single parent or I can just do whatever I want to do without any type of consequences that'll leave them in a real bad uh, state later on down the line. But look, in the Latino community, the problem is very simple. Um, a lot of our people, unfortunately, marriage is something that happens in the first, I, I would say from 16 years old, all the way to 25. Uh, for men, that's not a healthy age to marry and carry that responsibility because, look, if we have a 75% of our people are dropping out of high school, high school and college alone, we have the highest dropout rate in the nation. And that means there's no competence in our, in our community, unfortunately. 25% of our population goes to college. So on top of that, you know, they're not going to make the most money. A lot of them don't necessarily have the knowledge to start a business or a career that's proper and whatnot, but they have the burden of a child. And we know that a child that's on subsidized and food stamps and public school costs around quarter of a million dollars. That's a lot of stress for a 22, 23, 25-year-old. And we all know that when human beings that have very little emotional health or very disturbed emotional health on stable finances is the number one reason why a lot of people go into addictions, domestic abuse, among other things. You know, depression, there's a lot of things that come with it. So in reality, we need to start the culture of women marrying a little bit more mature men and this man not even being considered for marriage because in reality, they can provide for a marriage at that age. And many of these kids argue the fact that they should have a baby at 17, 18, 21, 25. Oh, that's an age to have a baby. Not in America. Not even in Latin America. Why do you think we have so many people that are in, in chronic poverty? 78% of Latinos live in chronic poverty because we don't do family planning. And yeah, and I definitely agree and see where you're coming from. Um, on that note, Denise, because the worst thing you can do is have children, especially when you're talking about young men at that age, you know, especially like in their 20s, they'll still be moving around like they're single, especially once the stress come in from financial hardships and your wife is telling you, you know, I thought you was a man when I married you. And it's looking like you're not able to, you know, carry out what I uh, initially thought you was able to do. That'll lead men, like you say, that'll lead to domestic violence. That'll lead to young men stepping out and living his life like he's single and not really worrying about the children. 
So I definitely do understand what you're saying because children that's born into chronic poverty without any type of planning, that's a disaster waiting to happen that, you know, leads to all types of psychological issues with the children, emotional issues from the dysfunctional relationship that he witnessed that he'll, he or she will probably have to go get therapy for later on down the line. Absolutely. And, and now imagine that we don't, we have a very huge stigma on therapy. I think the mob, the Italian mob believes in therapy more than the Latino community. <laughs> I will, I will bet on Those that. Guys, guys. Those guys, white guys, and put them in dishes and they're getting more therapy. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rakim. I'm going to move to the introvert Boricua, Ramon. What's up, Ramon? What do you think about today's topic? Marriage baby. Okay, first I want to make sure that you can hear me guys okay this time. Yeah, we can hear you. Or uh, do I still sound like a chipmunk? No, no, we can hear you properly. No, we can hear you. We okay, hear okay, you my bad, my bad. First of all, oh, we, oh you can't? No, no, we can. I think he's having issues. Anyway, on married Uli. <laughs> oh my God. On married Uli. What's up? <laughs> oh my God. Hi, how are you? I'm weak. I'm good. <laughs> can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I was recording with my camera, so I didn't, I didn't even know if I was able to connect. No, no, no problem. Uh, how you been? How you doing? Hi, uh, good, good. Just taking it easy here, Maryland. It's not as cold as in New York, thank God. Oh yeah, thank God. Thank God it's not winter there. But uh, what do you think? What do you think about today's topic? Well, uh, I I am late, but I, I caught my attention with the uh, that. Uh, thank you for filling out regarding what that police officer said and what I wrote in the chat is very relevant. The police over there historically is not the best of best. I mean, if, I mean, you, I know that here in the states people talk about police brutality and the kind of thing they do. Uh, you you wouldn't imagine how bad it is over there just because we have the uh, an untrained police force that is not very well paid to the point that up to last year, and this I mentioned that to people and they don't. They don't believe me. Police officers in Haiti, which is a poorer country, were better paid than Dominicans. Police officers. Yeah, they they. I reported here, I believe, like a month ago, where the president uh, signed a reform where they're going to educate police in the Dominican Republic now. Because I've seen many disturbing videos of police brutality where people, civilians, have to arm themselves against the police because. They are doing all kinds of brutalities to civilians. No, it was worse in the past. It, I mean, in the last few years, I have helped, you know, everybody now has a cell phone with camera. So uh, uh, a lot of those in the past, the, the police the police will just write out, just go and kill somebody. And they will say, oh, it was a, a, a chain of fire. They will say, intercambio de disparos. But yeah. It, it, uh, oh, wow. So, is a chain of fire that. The police always managed to score like five hits on the chest of the guy all the time or in the head. You know, it's, you know that's impossible. In a natural chain of fire, you're not yeah, that accurate. Yeah. 
That's that's you're not accurate. accurate. You try to protect yourself. Not even, it's in the movies that you know that the, the good guy always killed the bad guy from like like 100 meters. No, that doesn't happen in real life. So yeah. people were suspicious about that, and the press look into it. And I have, I, I will, send, I will send you the, uh, the the report that came out of that. I mean, if you look at the number, it's brutal. So um, when I say it doesn't surprise me that this guy, this police officer, will say that because they're not the most intelligent of the country. Yeah, they don't have they don't have a good reputation. I think the the Dominican police are among the worst here in, uh, well. I would say the Caribbean, Central American, and, and Latin American in in general. You know, when yeah, it comes to they, policing, I don't, I don't know if the word, but 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 they're really bad. Uh, uh, every time people ask me, you know, what is the most uh, somebody was asking me today, what is the most dangerous animal in your country? I will say, well, an untrained police officer. That's <laughs> yeah, that's because we have we have the 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 police in Mexico. You know. Uh, getting bribed and you know you have to pay them for everything and whatnot, which is massive corruption. But they don't do as nearly as much as the police in the DR. We've yeah, seen yeah. this in the eighties, in the nineties, in the early two thousands. Come on now, you know, and yeah, and it extends even to lawyers and and bankers and all that stuff. The corruption in the DR is real. Yeah, yeah. It, it, to be honest, it's getting better because uh, it goes so bad that the people are. And, you know, the, the start demanding change. Basically, the last couple of elections has been about that. People want to deal, uh, the government to deal with corruption and the current president is actually doing it. I mean, uh, I, I was surprised, but, you know, it's, it's a good surprise. They're actually prosecuting people. And yeah. not, not the little guys, the big fish, they're going after the big fish. They, they indicted a bunch of people. Nobody has been uh, found guilty yet. But, you know, at least that's something. And, yeah, and I don't, I don't want to go get away from the topic. I mean, you just want to say that guy who said that don't put a lot of credit on what he said. He is he's there. It's probably because he's not the smart, the smartest of things. No, he's he's just being disingenuous. It, it, I disagree with him. I was literally shocked that he said that. I agree with what Blum Moon is saying. I think that men should uh, hire educated people for the police department and not focus on whether they grew up with a single mother or not. Mm -hmm. That has nothing to do with it because even if you give a kid that was raised in a single parent household a sense of belonging and purpose, that can go a long way, you yeah. know? So yeah. so it's like I said, I'm like, at the end of the day, we know the Dominican police is among the most corrupt and disgusting police forces in Latin America. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't know why he will even go there when he knows the majority of people he probably is the product of single father himself yeah. come on no, no. I'm, I'm glad that this happened because people are seeing i mean it, the change has to come not from the police or from the people we need to stop uh accepting that as a people we should demand a professional police force i mean somebody in the police force has to be a professional has to be well educated has to be able to understand the law i don't know and again, I don't want to get out of the topic at hand, but I don't know if you knew the new. Uh, no, no, out. that was that was part of the topic. So you know, I want to okay. hear from your perspective because you're from the DR. So go mm -hmm. ahead. No, you, I don't know if you heard the news a few couple of weeks ago. They were uh, arresting women from Haiti at the hospital, right, and and deporting them. I did because, not hear that. I did not hear. Yeah, that. It, it was in the news. Uh, 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 there's always this this situation that happens in the country. A lot of women from Haiti. They come, they come across the border. They are, supposedly there are gangs involved, criminal gangs, that basically bring them by the bus 
and I'm, I'm not kidding, uh, by the boss love, and take them to hospital. They are in, in labor. I don't know if you have a child, but you know, if you're familiar with this matter, you cannot no, get no. somebody in labor to the hospital and hope. And uh, I mean, the, the, it's, it's a dangerous situation because prenatal yeah. care is not there. You you have a doctor that is seeing a woman about to give birth to a child, and this is the first time that he has seen her. Yeah, he's Doesn't not monitoring her process. No. Yeah, and that's dangerous. And, and so this has been going on for a while. They're talking about 30,000 women a year. That's the number that they quote. And I think, okay, well, how hard could it be to the, the, uh, stop a bus, a bus full of pregnant women in the border? It shouldn't yeah, be that hard. Yeah. But instead of doing that, they go to the hospital and they get they actually got a woman who was about to be have a C-section. They got her out of the hospital and arrest her. She was, <gasps> yeah, they took her to they took her to the migration office and she, she started bleeding over there. And that's they, 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 they had to call 911 <clears throat> and, and get her back to the hospital. So people start asking, okay, I understand if you want to stop people at the border that are, are the criminal gangs that aren't trying to get people into the country to use our hospital for free. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay, do it at the border. Nobody will uh, complain about this. It's a, it's a right the country have. But if you're doing it at the hospital, it's because you don't want to go after the people that are organizing those trips. Yeah. The criminal gangs probably are in Kahoot with the police. And that's what I'm trying. That's, uh, of I course, I don't know. I don't know if you saw. Uh, there's a video on Vice. Uh, go to that YouTube channel that shows that Dominican uh, police is in cahoots with uh, Haitian gangs, letting people be smuggled into the VR. That, that, that has been reported correct. by Vice. Yeah, it has no, no, been reported. That, that, is, that is true. That is, that is true. Because uh, I mean, the easiest is you want to stop somebody from coming to the country. The, the easiest way to do it is at the border. Absolutely. But if you're Absolutely. doing it in the city and if you're doing it in the hospital, it's because you don't want to target the actual problem. The no, they just, it, the it's just for optics. Police. It's for optics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just no, for optics. No, and one of the things that caught my attention that was in the news as well, one of the migration officers at the hospital, he arrested this woman at the hospital and the doctor started complaining, look, she's about to give birth. And, and she said, well, the, the, the guy mm -hmm. said, well, the president ordered that. And hmm. that's not true. And that's what I go with, with, with the point of how la the lack of education with the police force, somebody in the police force has to know the law. And the law says that you cannot <laughs> deport somebody, even if they're illegal in the country, you cannot arrest anybody at the hospital. That, that's, Jesus that's, Christ. In, that's in the law, that's in the police regulation. You cannot do that. But you have a guy with a, with a weapon and with the authority to use it, and the guy doesn't even know the law. Jesus so. Christ. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, it sounds like, like a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Now, moving into uh, today's topic that marriage can save you, what's your, your take on it? Agree. I mean, uh, before you go into any relationship and marriage is, marriage is your thing, you have to be, uh, you have to be you. Well, Put together you have to be you you cannot go uh with the idea that this person that i'm going to get into a relationship is going to save me because it's yeah. a it's a it's a, it's a collaborative effort you know both have to be in uh, in order uh, committed to to the relationship you think that marriage oh 
it's going to save you or i don't know if i when we have a kid you know everything will be fine that's not how it works you have to be well put together you have to be i, I, I I'm finding having a hard time finding the the phrase that I'm. That you I'm have to be. For. You can say it in Spanish. No, it's just I'm I'm having a writer block. <laughs> I, mean, uh. I, I, I used to have a friend of mine, uh, in, in she's a Dominican, and even though she was a very uh, attractive woman, well educated, she was for some reason she believed that she was going to be single all her life. She was always uh. depressed about that, that she was going to be alone. And we, and we have a conversation and, one, and she asked me once, but would you marry somebody like me? And I told her honestly, no, because I mean, <laughs> no, because I, I wanted to be brutally honest with her. Yeah. No, not with that mentality. No, not with that mentality. You have to, you have to take care of yourself first. And you know, um, you have to be happy with yourself before, or, or before you enter into a commitment with another person. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Yeah, so, uh, and I, I, what I told her was, I was honest about it with that look, not with that attitude. <laughs> no, because no. <laughs> I, I felt like, I, you know, I was going to be always having to pull, uh, uh, you know, doing most of the work in the relationship in order for her to be happy. I cannot make you happy. You are the one who has to be happy. Yeah. Uh, for everything to work. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm gonna go to Ramon so um, I can get his opinion. Thank you, Uli, for your perspective. Ramon, what's up? Did you solve your uh, your situation with the the chipmunk taps? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the the, the 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 mix, as Jose calls them. The yeah. my have been trying to get me. They tried to hack into my shit. But first of all, <laughs> I appreciate you having me on. Uh, I, uh, uh, sorry for the uh, for the issues me having to step out and come back in but uh, uh, very quick very quick about the, the the situation with the with the Dominican police I did read something about that it's kind of like the the commander the main commander of the of the military yeah. militarized police in the Dominican Republic that is making that that assertion about how they need somebody who comes from a two-parent home. Uh, I kind of understand where he's coming from, but that wasn't that. I don't think that was for him to to say something like that. I mean, maybe maybe the deficiency in the in the quality of the training, the 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 low quality of the training of the of the police may not have had that much to do with whether the recruit is a, comes from a single parent home or, or not. I, I don't think that's that's nece necessarily an excuse because if it is militarized, then you can take a, the, a kid and kind of whip them into shape, kind of like get, get somewhat more of a man out of a, of a young recruit, even if they didn't have uh, a, a father growing up. So I, I, I think that was a, a little bit of an excuse, a little bit of a deflecting. I wouldn't... Uh, notice that that you know cultures single single motherhood they don't really blame them for it i understand that that is the the whole thing about the the dad not being there unless the dad died uh, well there are fathers so-called fathers that do walk out i had to deal with that growing up myself by the time i was 
five years old, my dad wasn't around. I mean, and my dad, my mom always told me that he was a hardworking person, and he still is to this day. He's like 70 years old, and he's still working because that's his thing. But when it comes to being a, a parent, when it comes to being a dad, that's a different story. Not gonna yeah. get to, go too much into it uh, here. That that whole situation with in the hospital, uh, that's horrible. That's horrible. I didn't know that part. I mean, yeah, me neither. Yeah, shout out, shout out, shout out to to Uli. Uh, for Uli for keeping us informed, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so putting us on, on game about that. That 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 that's just just that's a mess. That's horrible. That's horrible. Yeah, that, that's... that shouldn't be allowed. And that that officer, so-called officer that was doing that at, at the hospital, that needs to be held accountable for for what Absolutely. he was doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean now. Uh, one thing that I wanted to ask you: What do you think about the topic today on marriage can save you? No, uh, I agree. I agree a great deal when it comes to that because we may uh, take pride when it comes to uh, being able to get together and 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 get with each other and and form families and have kids and all of that. But a lot of the a lot of these kids. A lot of these mothers, they're becoming mothers by the time they are 15, 16 years old. Yeah. And it yeah. has directly to do with the whole thing about the about poverty. And uh, it happens in other parts of the world, in places like like the Philippines or, or maybe Thailand. You see things kind of like the same thing happening. Now, when it comes to 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 the cultures in 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 our countries maybe not so much not so much today in puerto rico because welfare has been there for some time but in yeah. other parts of latin america there is there is kind of like more of more of a sense of community where people do help each other i mean a single mother is not con con necessarily gonna, gonna be completely abandoned completely destitute because they know that they they, they don't have much of a chance if they don't have some help from the community, from from acquaintances and people that that they live around. So they have a little bit of a chance in that area, but they're still having to do it alone, do it by themselves for the most part. And the marriage alone is a nice ideal. I agree. It is a nice ideal, but it is an ideal. It's not necessarily the reality a lot of the time. So that alone, that alone, marriage alone, is not gonna save. It's not gonna save a lot of people. So I do agree. I do yeah. think that that will be the ideal situation when it comes mm -hmm. to bringing a kid into this world and raising it and having that example of having a two-parent home. But it doesn't happen for a lot of us, myself included. So. It, it's a nice ideal. So it can it can go one of two ways. Either I could have been more hardcore into trying to have children of, of my own and trying to do what my dad didn't do. And to a degree, I did try it, uh, several years ago. But now today, um, I'm by myself. I live by myself, and I'm kind of like repeating that that thing all over again because the, that happens a lot when somebody has a certain type of upbringing they tend to pass it along whether it was good or bad anybody who mm -hmm. has studied any kind of psychology generational uh, or the generational type they understand what i what i'm saying that certain behaviors can be passed along and even even if it has to do something very negative like abuse and things like that 
Um, but unfortunately, but don't you think? Don't you think that many of the problems that we're seeing in Latin America are simply because unfit mm. for marriage people are married fit for marriage people? Because this is my thing. Um, we're seeing right now that Latino men in the past, from your generation and far from your generation, they yeah. used to be a different breed. You yeah. know, they could have been mujeriegos, you know, whatever the hell, but they were hardworking people. They were yeah. hardworking men. They were, that's that's the name that now uh, this generation of millennials, low tap type of uh, Latinos are, are literally living on that credit that you guys built. It, so, uh -huh, uh -huh. no, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I mean, it's just that you're mentioning kind of like the, the younger generations that are not being as productive. I don't mm -hmm. understand how there are certain types. I don't, I don't mean all. I'm not making no, a generalization, course. but there are certain times, maybe too many of the younger generations that have a lot of time to, a lot of free times, a lot of time yeah. to be sitting up on, on social media arguing and making these long lives. <laughs> now, I'm not saying anybody in particular because there are people that we do like that have done uh, lives on YouTube for hours and hours at a time. And I could never do that. I could never do that. Just last night, I had a, a live stream. It was almost three hours long. And I was this morning, I was still tired from that because <laughs> I can't do, I can't be sitting up on, on on YouTube or on social media for hours at a time like that. What I mean is that there are people, younger people that have too much time, too much time on their hands to to lollygag and babble up on social media and yeah. bullshit. And also that are a little older, we just don't have time for it. <laughs> we don't, we don't yeah, the, the, it. because that yeah. is the thing. Right now, what I'm seeing, the trend that I am seeing in the slow tap community and the Hispano tap community is that they have replaced what used to be for men, Latino men from Gen X and, and, and baby boomers, for example, yeah. they used to prioritize their job, their purpose in this earth. Now, yeah. women came in, I believe fourth, fifth place, uh, mm -hmm. to the point that there's even a lot of Gen Xers and baby boomers are unmarried. And mm -hmm. even if they are married, sometimes, you know, it's not like they're obsessing over the woman or like, you know, being at home that much because they're probably working on their purpose and their jobs. Now, what we're seeing is that now there is a flip of 180 that has happened in the millennial Latino men that we're seeing today Yeah. where we're seeing that they have replaced their purpose in a job as number one priority with having a marriage just to fake the idea that I am stable and I have different things. Like, for example, it's just the notion of me portraying myself to be doing good. It's not that I am doing good uh, in reality. Like, if as long as it looks good on paper and on Instagram and on YouTube, like that it's okay because to the to the public i look like i'm a married man and i'm a family man because obviously we know that a family man is a hard worker but that doesn't necessarily translate into that today so basically we're using the mar the marriage as a band-aid to cover up for the fact that this new generation of slow taps are just losers and you know and, what I'm saying? Uh, and the whole thing if having a family is supposed to be kind of like a front to cover for 
maybe the fact that they are not doing so great and they are in debt and they are in debt up to their eyeballs and all. Yeah, you can't be married and being in a situation where you're where lacking and, and the people in the household and people in the family are are going without something. I mean, because you're, you're maybe are not making enough money that maybe you the the head of the household should have taken a little time to uh, get themselves a little more stable before getting into that social con contract because i mean it, it does have social value i will admit i mean being able to say i'm a married man i'm a family man i mean in in society that might look great but can they afford it can they afford it to to be inside that contract inside that yeah. commitment. look here in california where i am at i don't know if it's the same in other states you guys let me know mm -hmm. but here in california we have i have met a lot and i mean a lot of millennial uh millennial um latino men and women that live two families in one room and that's like i said in previous streams if you just came fresh of the boat or you just came fresh off the border, I understand, live on a tent because you have to survive. But yeah. if you're first generation, second generation, third generation, fourth generation, there's no freaking excuse. I don't feel sorry for you. You're a loser if you live in a room with other people or in a house with like two, three or other families. Um, excuse me, Denise. Go ahead, Jose. Okay. First of all, uh, to address John Snow, I'm the only baby boomer on the panel. And if you want to get a definition of what is a slow tap, uh, I would suggest that you go to my channel and you watch the live stream regarding the mentally and intellectually challenged people. Because I get, I get into a huge description describing the slow taps. Yeah. And, and the reason why I call it the mentally and intellectually challenged is that they have each segment of that community has certain characteristics. First of all, they do not, they cannot deal with constructive criticism. Um, they're very sensitive. Um, they get very reactionary, you know, if they come up with a different point of view. So if you really want to get into a, a good analysis regarding the slow taps, um, I would suggest that you go to my channel, which is um, I'm Coming Sense with Jose Negron, and look at the episode talking about the mentally and intellectually challenge. So that way you will have a clear understanding uh, regarding what are slow taps. Now, the fact of the matter is, uh, I'm just trying to remember my train of thought. Uh, Jose, can you read Melanated uh, <laughs> Knight's uh, slow tap definition? Oh, yes, yes. As a, a person who disregards data, evidence, and common sense to stick to narratives and agendas that make no sense. I agree. I was just trying to give John John Snow, um, you know, you know, an opportunity. You know, they wanted to find out more about the slow taps. And while being that, we, I'm talking about my channel. I might as well mention it. I have a channel called Uncommon Sense with Jose Negron. Uh, I, I have a live stream every Tuesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, 6.30 Pacific Standard Time, 
uh, 8.30 Central Standard Time. And the reason why I call it Uncommon Sense is because uh, we deal with everyday issues and we try to come up with solutions. And the reason with the slow taps, uh, you know, these are people who, you know, they stick to their own narrative. You know, they have they have their own sense of uh, reality or lack of reality, and they cannot deal with constructive criticism. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's like I said, I'm like, um, I, I, I don't know, uh, what it's going to take, you know, for a lot of these people, because something I have noticed, look, my channel is just a speck of dust in the YouTube, YouTube universe. And I have had more than freaking more than a hundred slow taps his panel taps and taps in general uh disagree with what i'm saying even though i'm showing the evidence that it makes sense just for the sake of disagreeing if i tell them hey uh you need a plan in life for your retirement oh i don't care about that if you tell them hey uh you need to build up you know generational wealth oh i don't care about that's not needed uh, if I, if we tell them, Hey, you know, America, Latin America is being attacked in many ways. Ramon showed a, a chart of how many times since the early, no, the late 1800s, Latin America has been under the, the boot of the American empire and they still don't listen. So trust me, when you guys that are either baby boomers or Gen Xers move past the working age and you become the elder population we're going to hell we're going to hell look ramon was able to, to comment uh i'm sorry that you weren't here ramon but it's like i said earlier ramon started to look like the damn oracle when um i i posted on my instagram the bitcoin city that's going to be built in el salvador and i just reported today that not even a week later the U.S. is already deeming Nayib Bukele's um, administration as an administration that is aiding and abetting terrorists. Uh, and don't and come me. on, come on now. So you know, like I said, and the fact that you have the slow tips, like, oh, you know, we can't get over the fact that she's a bitch. She's marrying an African American. She's fat. Uh, she's a woman. We are not supposed to listen to this then do the research yourself. Start doing something with your life. Start getting educated into these things and start making the streams, you know? Now uh, I see that Lord Hokage is here. What's up, Lord? Yo, how you doing? Good, good. How's everybody doing in town? Oh, we're f I'm fine, thank you. All right. Okay, all right. I just feel you guys are being very disingenuous today. Right? We are being disingenuous? Yeah, very, very. Because you're trying to grade uh, men in today's generation, right, on a scale that you would grade the previous generation. You, you just can't do that. What you right? mean? Elaborate, please. <clears throat> you're you're saying like uh, Hispanic men of today are they're just not as they're not as hardworking as the one of the old, right? And they're not because they don't have to be. Society has changed, right? The rules of the games are changing, right? And when they change, you must change with it. So you can't expect them to continue down the path uh, that their that their parents, right, did when their parents lived in a different era, 
They didn't live in an era of technology where you can make money from your smartphone, mm-hmm. right? They didn't live in an era where most jobs are no longer manual labor jobs, but they're more intellectual jobs, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't even live in an era where they're competing with their own women for jobs, right? So to grade them on the same uh, scale that you've graded their like their predecessors is it's not really fair to them. Because how is how is it not fair for Latinos to be eighteen? Well, twenty one percent of the American population, yet we're only three percent of corporate America, one point six percent of technology. We're not even creating or inventing a vehicle or stuff that really matters in technology, and we're incompetent. And in thirty four years from now. That's not fair. No, let me me be honest. In 34 years from now, the average median income for Latino families is going to be 0%. What does that mean for competence? Because I'm pretty sure that Ramon's dad and Jose's dad, the way they did labor is not the way that Ramon and Jose does because they were introduced to computers. Now, our parents were more man- manual, whereas Ramon and Jose learned computers. Where is our people learning technology, coding, and so and so on? There are people doing that. I'm a software engineer. Uh, how many Latino in numbers? How many what? Latinos are doing that? Because I've shown that since the it first is, show that I've done. It's not in large scales, right? No, it's, it's, three, it's 3% in corporate oh, okay, America but, and 1.6% in technology. Okay, but you cannot, okay. <clears throat> you. This, this is what you're doing. It's the, I understand your point, right? But your point is a very African-American woman point, right? What? And essentially, it, it is. Because what you're saying is you want, I wish Rodham was of it. Because what you're saying is you want men to die on a cross, right? To elevate the community, right? And what they're no. facing, they're facing an empire, right? That's stronger than any other empire, right? And the next empire to come behind them is the Chinese, right? So I, I get what you're saying is that they need to do more. However, it's not valid, right, to hold them to the standards of other, uh, other generations. Latin America, economically, educationally, uh, architecturally, is about 50 to 60 years behind. If you, if you equate uh, uh, Black Latin people, they're more like 60 to 70, because they haven't even had a civil rights movement down there, right? A large scale, like they've had in America and in the UK, right? So we can't sit up here and hold them to the same standards, because anytime, 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 right that a a president or a prime whatever comes to power that seems to be competent what happens the united states houses them and they put someone else in power and why does that happen why does that happen hold on that's more aligned with the american right with more aligned with american imperialism right so and it's not no that aligns that aligns that aligns with and this is the problem that we have today we're thinking in in as millennials we're too emotional, too reactive, and too. It's triggered. not emotional. It's oh, hold on, but hold it's on. It's not emotional. It's but, but hold on. This is the thing. Back, if you look back in time, and you go to Korea pre-nuclear uh, power, Korea, Korea had the same issue. And you know what they did? They invested money. I don't care about the policies and the communism. They invested right. money and knowledge in research to obtain nuclear power. So this is what now, happens. When you no, don't hold, on, hold on, no, hold on, hold on. The Koreans hold on. Were, were, were conquered by the uh, Japanese. Don't over talk me, Lord. Don't over talk me. But I'm you're speaking. Finished. Things are but not chill, facts. No, but chill out. No, no. I'm, I'm speaking. I'm speaking facts. 
Korea, North Korea acquired nuclear power. They were not born with it. What are we doing today to stay competent so that we don't go back into what Mayans, Incas, Tainos, Caribs, Arawakans went through thousands of years ago when they were prone for colonization because we're repeating the same history and our only excuse is that, oh, you know, we're facing the American empire. There's nothing we can do. Look at China 20 years ago. Look at China today. How come we can't do anything and back up at least one business plan for Latin America? There is stuff that we can do. We just don't want to do it. And unfortunately, our great our great great grandparents and our grandparents and our parents cannot do it for us. It's our job. They have already contributed to our society and the way we are today. We are who we are today because of their contributions. Denise. Yeah, go ahead, Uli. Yeah, just if I write Brazil and Argentina, they have nuclear power. In fact, there is an institute in Argentina that is basically free for anybody in Latin America that want to study nuclear technology. They can go and do it over there. Yeah, they can. But the reason why we don't want to do this is because we want to do this tribal stupidity that we don't want to unite as Latinos. When you're talking about, we're, you're, we're talking, this, you're talking about Latin American countries unite as one, uh, you know, as uh, three groups. I've said it many times. The the best way for us to unite is in three groups because we're in proximity and you know, logistic wise, is the best way to do it. Like right now, name me at least you know what unites North American Latin countries when they can easily get under uh, Mexico and what they're doing. Mexico's working with China, with Korea, with Russia. Come on now. Like, there's a lot of things we can do. In reality, we just like to, like, blabber and get emotional about stuff. But in reality, we're not doing anything. And I'm not being disingenuous by comparing them to the competency of, of past times. Because, like I said, if you go back in time to where my grandparents used to work, a lot of things were analog. But then you go to Jose. Jose had to learn computers. So he stayed competent with the market. Mm -hmm. I, I don't we can see blame what... the market. We can blame the market for us being incompetent. That's it's not incompetence. It's brain drain. It's incompetence. No, it's, it's not incompetence. It's brain drain. When you have right a large, most people, when a society starts to uh, to crumble, right, the people to leave first are the, are the people with the most money. The second people to leave right after that is the intellectuals right because they have the skills to give to other countries so that they can get visas so you have a large amount of brain drain so when there's uh, economic structures that's done by the united states and i'm a patriot through and through but american foreign policy is crippling latin america so you're, right? so you're not so, so you're not latino you don't understand what i'm talking about no i, I am i'm panamanian so i am yeah so no but you said you you said you said you're american through and through yeah, I'm American. One of the two. I'm American. No. I fought in. I was then, born in America. You're, you're not, American. You're not. No, I'm you're not. You're American. You can no, be I'm both. Not. Yes, you can. No, you can be I am both. not. Yes, I'm can. not being both. Don't, don't tell me what I can be. You, if you don't want to be, that's you. But I can be well, both. I was born in America, and I, I'm listen. And I fought for this country, so I am American as well. But exactly. I'm not going to deny you're, what I am. But but no, here's the thing. I, you I'm not going to deny what I am. You have Panamanian heritage, but you're not Panamanian. You don't live there. You don't pay taxes. You there. don't live in Puerto Rico. You live in America. You pay taxes to America. Puerto Rico belongs to America, so you're American. You want to make that argument? We can make that argument. Yeah, we can make the argument. Because that argument true. that argument sticks to you too. 
No, that means you need to be loyal. That means you no, need to be doesn't. loyal to the United States because you're not, you, you, Puerto Rico is a territory of the United States. So that means you're no, loyal to the United States. No, it's a colony. It's a colony. It's a territory. It's a territory. No, it's a colony. It's a colony. It's a colony. It's a colony. It's already being confirmed. It's been. It, it was it's a, a colony. colony. The whole Commonwealth thing has been proven to to have been only on paper. Who do you guys pay taxes to? Look, uh, I, I, regarding that, you want to you want to explain to people how? It's not explain to people. But you, get, can it's I like finish? Because it, okay, if I if I get over talk instead of having an adult conversation, I'll boot you. I'll beat you a good night. I don't have a problem with that. So I'm gonna bring yeah, you back. Really. Don't don't cut people off, please. Now, you cut me off every time, but I can't. I can't say anything. But we're explaining to you. But no, no. How, if you cut me again, off again, Lord, we're explaining to you because you you were not born in Puerto Rico. You don't know Puerto Rican history. You don't know our status. So we're so explaining to born, you. I can't know again, the no, you don't. I didn't say you can't. I said you don't know That's it. Me. You just said Puerto Rico is a territory, and it has been proven that we're a colony. So chill out. Take a deep breath. And let people that are from the actual country tell you how we have it. How about that? I would like so again, to, I would like to make a question regarding this colony thing. Go ahead. Uh, as, as a Dominico, Dominican who lived like 22 years in Puerto Rico, and <laughs> the, the, I understand the point of view that, that, that Puerto Rico is a colony. I do not agree because Puerto Ricans, if they decide to vote for either a statehood or independence, they can stop being a colony today. No, we cannot. The analogy that I use is, let's say for example, that the Dominican president decides, you know what? I want the Dominican Republic to have the same relationship with the US as Puerto Rico. And let's say that the people, the Dominican Republic agree, and we hold an election and we petition the US to accept us as a territory on, with the same status as Puerto Rico. Are we a colony? If, if the American has said, and we became another Puerto Rico, are we a colony? Again, again, this is, this is the thing. This is the thing. You're, you're basically inviting the U.S. in there, and it will be at the discretion of the U.S. to decide what you're going to be, what status you're going to have. What you don't understand is that Puerto Rico, Guam, the Philippines, Cuba, were just spoils of war. Given I, I, in the Paris Treaty, to the United States as the spoils of war. Now, another thing that people don't understand because they don't read the federal documents, which is what I was gonna explain to Lord, is how Puerto Rico was signed away under extortion of Luis Munoz Marin in 1952. You can look it up yourself. Puerto Rico, it is a colony. The territory, Commonwealth, Estado Libre Asociado, all those status are just a lot of lipstick on colony. And, and we cannot, we cannot stop being a colony simply because Congress has said many times that unless they put the referendum up for us, we're not going to be able to vote for what we want. Well, and the that's, way- that's, that's how it works. Yeah, exactly. Then we cannot decide anything. And if you evaluate right now, the oversight board that Obama signed uh, for us to have in 2017, in 2016, I'm sorry, he took our rights to vote for our elected officials away. So we have no rights. We cannot what? vote for the president. We cannot vote for the people that administers our money. So Puerto Rico is basically glorified slaves of America. Okay, but 
agreed in all those points. But if Puerto Rico were to vote today for independence, and let's say 90%, 100% of the people vote for independence, the United States will not be able to say no. The United States will not yes, be able to say yes, no. Here. Yes, they will. They can, they, be, they can say they no, can they can say no, no. no because the final decision comes from Congress. Congress, Congress decides. If Congress I, I, I agree. Made, if I, I, I don't agree. care no, what no. you say. You are going to stay I in the that you are, then that's what it's going to be. It's the way that it's going to be for decades because since the late no, 1960s, there have been referendums or plebiscites or whatever the, the hell they call it by the by the PNP party trying to get Puerto Rico to become a, to become a state and yeah. there has been several of them and every single time Congress mm -hmm. has said no I mean even even if there, there are so-called so-called majority votes for the for for statehood but the thing is that mo it's only a small portion of the population of the island that votes mm -hmm. for the for for the referendums for changes no, 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 yeah. it's only a small percentage of the population because by now i think that people on the island for the most part understand that that's not going to change anything because it, that's something that comes from congress congress is the one that makes the decision not not us uh, uh, look, totally agree. It's uh, the, what they call the territorial clause uh, of the U.S. Constitution said Congress can do whatever they want with Puerto Rico. They can they can turn Puerto Rico into a state tomorrow if they want. They can turn it into a republic if they want. And I agree that they had the last word morally. And that's what the point I was trying to make earlier is 90 percent, 100 percent of Puerto Rico's vote today for independence. Congress can technically say yes, but morally uh, they cannot. I mean, it's like, look, they're asking to leave. You're expecting politicians uh, to have morality? No, we, no, not really? only that, Uli. Look, mm -hmm. that answer, you can you can answer that yourself. We have reference to either the morality that the United States extends to Puerto Ricans by, and even people from Guam, uh, by giving us a non-voting member of Congress that can only speak if given permission by another congressman or congresswoman. That should tell you how we are seen in Congress and by the U.S. politics, where we don't even well, have a voice. Well, that's all territories. And what I'm trying to say, that's 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 what the territorial clause means. Every every state now was a territory before. For example, Utah. Utah had to wait 45 years since they, since they first requested a statehood to be granted to them. Because they, at that time, the concern was, oh, you know, the scope of Mormons that, you know, want to marry like 10 women at the same time. That was the, the excuse at that time. And New Mexico as well, they had to wait. Alaska and Hawaii, they, they have to vote to confirm, yes, okay, we're going to make a state, but I want to vote here to know that you guys really want this. And they had an election, and yes. But In they, reality, they, what they were waiting was for the population and the policies. Like, for example, they imposed the 936 uh, banning manufacturing in Puerto Rico. What that did is that it took away all the manufacturing that was doing in Puerto Rico and hundreds of thousands of jobs were lost. What that created is mass migration to the mainland for people that did not want to leave Puerto Rico initially, but they could not feed themselves. Every time well, we try to recover, the U.S. roadblocks our way into it and puts a massive amount of red tape so that we don't have any other resources than to come here. So what they're waiting I, I, is to deplete Puerto I, Rico of Puerto Ricans so that they can decide if they will make us a state. How they're doing it? Look up the law 2022, which basically is a, is a tax haven for the rich and wealthy. 
whereas we're enslaving Puerto Ricans and also squeezing out of them a crazy amount of taxes, not only in the local taxes and the federal taxes that businesses have to pay, but also through the Jones Act and many other things that the U.S. does to us. <laughs> Look at one another. The, the topic was marriage. No. I discussed this on, on Puerto Rico for dummies. Uh, I wish you would have been there because I know there's a lot of people that um, have a lot of confusion as to what's our status. And I explained the difference between territory and colony. And to be honest with you, like I said, a lot of people think we're a territory. We are not. A territory is New Zealand, Australia, Canada. Those are territories. We are a colony, just like like Guam is and just like Cuba is. If Cuba was a territory and it was so great, then why they fought the American country? Yeah, if Puerto Rico were like a commonwealth, as it was called, it would have its own either president or prime minister and ambassador to to other countries. But that's not the case. That's not the case for, to, for Puerto Rico. Um, okay, Puerto Rico is a colony. First of all, Pennsylvania is officially a commonwealth, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Virginia is a commonwealth, known as the Commonwealth of Virginia. Massachusetts is a commonwealth, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Now, we Puerto Rico is not the so-called commonwealth. It's an actually, it's a colony. I mean, let, let's keep it real. So if we're going to use if we're going to use you know terminology whether it be commonwealth or whatever, we need to have a clear definition of what is a commonwealth and what is a colony. Yeah, and also that the same word means different things in the context of, for example, the British Commonwealth, Canada, New Zealand. You mentioned it's not the same as Puerto Rico. It, it's yes, it's, it's the same word, but it doesn't mean this. Literally, doesn't mean the same thing. I, I don't know what. Honestly, I don't know why Puerto Rico is called the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico. I, you may feel free to educate me, but I don't know where that where that came from. And it was it came mostly from the the pullback between the left wingers and the right wingers. Well, I would say the centric wingers and the and the and the right wingers in Puerto Rico because if you think about it. Uh, the the PNPs, the pro-statehood, call us a territory, but the pro-soberanía and pro-estado uh, libre asociado, which is basically a free associated state, call us uh, a commonwealth, you know, mm -hmm. as if we're sharing something, obviously because they had to back up years and years and years and years of their uh, extortion with their beloved Luis Muñoz Marín that sold us away because he had a lot of debt and the feds had him by the neck. So of course he signed Puerto Rico away in many different ways. However, the left in Puerto Rico and the majority of the people right now are lefties in Puerto Rico. Just look at the past election. Um, knows that Puerto Rico is a colony. Absolutely a colony because we have literally nothing of a commonwealth, nothing of a territory at all. Yeah, look, they only. Uh to finish my intervention on that topic, <laughs> I don't want to be derailing the. Yeah, um, let's let's, let's go back. Uh, yeah, I'm the, 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 thing that, that, the thing that really bothered me a lot of living there is regarding the political class. That and I'm talking 
the three main factions, the pro-independence, the pro-statehood, and the, the other guys. Well, I mean, that, they were that's very, something... they are very, very, they were, I don't know how they are right now because I'm not living there, but they were very dishonest with their own supporters. I mean, they yeah, were- they're, they're still the same only. They're still the same okay. only. And, 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 and I mean, the pro-statehood people, they, most of the people that claim to be pro-statehood do not understand what statehood means. I mean, what it implies. It, it implies that, okay, you're gonna be like the other states, right? You're gonna have two, uh, two sen senators uh, who are Congress people, and that's it. You're just gonna be, and no special privilege. You will be like any other state. But in the political campaign that from the Luis, Luis Aferre to, I, for, I forgot what's the last one, they always promising, no, no, if we get a state, who we're going to get this, that, and the other. Carlos Romero Barceló? Yeah, Carlos Romero Barceló, Barceló. Barceló and, and Jennifer so Gonzalez. Much. Everything is always statehood. Everything, no, no, everything and, and, uh, is always statehood. What I keep telling people over there, look, if I, have, if I had a magic wand and I was able to change the state of the status the, the, the status of Puerto Rico to whatever you want, statehood, independence, tomorrow, the same problem you have today, you will have tomorrow. Nothing changes. You will still have to solve the problem here in this island. And a lot of people do not understand that. That's why I say they were very dishonest because they were saying, no, no, if we just do this, if we just get this status, statehood, independence, or whatever the other guys wanted, because I never understood what they Commonwealth people, what they really wanted. Honestly. Yeah, because because they had us, they have us right now in a very desperate state. You know, like people mm -hmm. don't like if you go to Puerto Rico right now, the the youth has for its majority left. You will see very dispersed millennials and stuff, but Gen Z for the most part is leaving, and mm -hmm. and you have elders. That's it. That's pretty much it. Now, guys, I'm going to start wrapping this up. I know we spilled over into Puerto Rico. Thanks to Lord Hokage. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, you're not even <laughs> letting me finish my point. I was, I came up here to defend. Uh, I'll give you five the, minutes. I'll give you five men minutes. Millennial men, because you guys are just kind Go of hitting them. All it's, right. My, my, my point is still valid, right? Men uh, of the old, right? You're, you're grading that. You're grading, you're grading men now based off of the past. You can't do that, right? It's just like you can't grade someone morally. Uh, of the past based off of morality today in the, in the future because morality changes right so so same thing with technology changes so men they don't have to work as hard they don't need to right so to sit here and say oh they're they're uh they're just not as good as the men of the old you can say that tr true but then you can make the argument for the women as well right so it, 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 that's especially if we grade them based off of the females of the past because women of the past well, they would keep their relationships alive, right? How many women today are leaving relationships and marriages? And and to make the argument that people should shouldn't get married, they should get married, right? Marriage is one of the, first, the 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 easiest ways to build wealth, right? And it's best for your children. If you're going to have children, it's best to have it in a two-parent household. And like someone made an argument that uh, men are not prioritizing work as much. Is you know why men are not prioritizing work as much? Because they see their parents who did prioritize work, they made money and they, what did they die without any money? And they just sacrificed their life and their children, right? The time with their children for what? For a job who's gonna replace them in a month if they die. It's like uh, the newer generation is recognizing that the system is broken. And instead of playing into the system and continue to do what people of the old did, they're trying to find a new path. And they believe that path is through economics. And I, and I agree with them. Most men I see, millennials and Gen Z, 
they're making money, right? They're definitely making money and they're prioritizing that, but they're not doing it the way of the old because they don't have to do it that way, right? And you can't expect them to do it that way because it makes you feel good as an individual. I think we spend too much time getting on the old, uh, on, on the new guard and expecting them to be like us. And the reality of this situation is most men, if you put them in a situation to rise to the occasion, they do. But a lot of times we as elders don't want to move out the way to allow them to take the reins, right? We just want to wait for them to be ready. In reality, they'll never be ready until they have the, the option to do the job, right? They have to do it and fail. Because the truth is, when we came up, when our parents came up, they tried and they failed multiple times, but there wasn't social media there to highlight their failures. So we look at them through rose-colored glasses. You can't do that. And as far as the men that live in Latin America, you, I'm hard on people and men more than anyone, but you cannot hold them. They're, they're basically battling a superpower, right? That's what they're doing. They're battling a superpower for survival. And they're never going to win. I agree. They should unite. All Latin American countries should unite. I said that plenty of times, right? However, the moment that they try to unite, they just had a uh, a symposium with all the uh, presidents from all the Latin American countries, right? How far is it going to go? I don't know. But China is not their friend. Look what China is doing in Africa, right? So if these poor countries take loans from uh, China, right, and work with China, what do you think is going to happen to these countries, right? They're going to be worse off than they was uh, uh, with dealing with the United States because China's going to actually go in there and take their land, take their resources, and take their property and basically enslave their people all over again. So I, I, I just think people are making like, like straw man arguments and, and they're, they're making arguments based off of feelings and it's not feelings, right? And it's not data because there's no data to back it up. There's not. There's not an ounce of data to back it up. And brain drain is real. It's a real thing, right? When when most of your intelligent people leave your country to come to a different country, right? Most of your fighters and warriors leave that country. The best of the best in your country leave to go somewhere else, right? You're not going to be able to build a great nation. You're just not. You're not. That's why immigration, they, they, everyone keeps talking about immigration in America. That's why immigration will never solve the worst problems in America. People have to stay in their country and, and fight through it. Right. But they also need to America needs to also get out of political squabbles in other countries. America plays a great part, a great overwhelming part. Right. In the collapse of Latin America. And if we don't recognize that, we're just doing our people a disservice. OK, Lord, thank you very much. I'm going to put you backstage. Don't go anywhere. Um, I'm going to move forward. And like I said, look. Uh, we have to listen without our emotions attached to this. And I'm not saying, I'm not judging anybody. You're entitled to your opinion, but this is my thing. Um, seeing your parents burnt out, um, it's just part of life. Only in our generation as millennials and seniors, uh, we're seeing people that don't want to get burnt out by life, don't want to get injured by life. I don't know if this is something that, because I don't come, I wasn't raised in, in the United States. I was raised in an island where you have to do everything yourself. Uh, but I was raised to think that life has wear and tear. That is part of a normal process and it's beautiful to have that wear, wear and tear. Our parents, if you ask them, wouldn't, wouldn't trade, that, trade that for the world. Uh, name me one person that by age 35 doesn't have either a bad knee or a bad back. 
So, you know, it, it, I don't understand that that's only a millennial notion that, you know, work doesn't feel good, so I'm not going to do it or I'm not supposed to do it because it doesn't feel good. That's a millennial notion and a senior notion. I don't subscribe to that because I came here as an immigrant with $500. I was homeless and I worked my way into whatever. And yes, I have had injuries in my body, but I wouldn't trade that for the world because that's part of my journey. And I, like I said, we need to drift away from sensitivity. In the past, men were supposed to go out there and still risk their lives and their health and everything. And even women too. When you give birth and you get pregnant, what's look up the definition of immigrant law, Horkavir. Anyway, when you give birth as a woman, you reduce your life expectancy, you can die, you can bleed out. All the, the, the mothers here that are listening to me can vouch for this. Life is about wear and tear. A lot of people have injuries and a lot of issues. It's only a millennial notion where people don't want to wear themselves to thin. And that is because the same notions that a lot of people have and that have been explained to us we're witnessing and it's a beautiful journey i just call it out even though some people get offended because we know that good times create weak men weak men create hard times and hard times create good men and strong men so with that being said i'm gonna let ramon go uli and then jose go ahead ramon uh the, the first thing of course uh, i appreciate you letting me on your on your panel and yeah, the, <laughs> the the subject was supposed to be something and it's built into Puerto Rico and we didn't we didn't expect that. Definitely. Um, but when it comes to when it comes to the to, to the actual subject, I still I still think that it could be beneficial. It could be beneficial when it comes to marriage, it could be beneficial, but uh, for the children. Now, I have heard the argument, something that, that Hokage mentioned about it being a builder of wealth. It could be a builder of wealth, but that, that will have to be with income from both parties. Uh, because a marriage, being able to take care of a home and a family that depends on one income, that can be very costly. And we're not living in those times where only one income could take care of a family. We don't live in those times anymore. We have to be realistic about that. And uh, unless unless the, the the couple, the two members in the in the relationship in the in the marriage, they don't build a, a very successful enterprise, a very successful business. If they are just having jobs, well, they might have a, a chance at being more stable, but there are no guarantees that they are gonna become wealthy. That might not be likely to 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 happen now. For the sake of the children, marriage is more of an ideal. But if if marriage cannot happen, at least do responsible co-parenting, where uh, both of the both of the parents are are involved. Because uh, on, on on divorces or issues that that the parents are having, the children are always the one that suffers the most. They they have to do what is best for for the children if they have any, because they're the ones that matters in the in the end. It's like to help with the with the with the mother and the father's feelings. They have to take into consideration the children first. That that has to be most most important. 
can can it still can it still be beneficial to be married? Of course, of course. But if it's not, then there are all the other ways to go about it when it comes to 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 get ahead in life and being able to be a, a responsible parent. The the marriage itself doesn't prove that you are a responsible parent. I mean, there are people that are married and they are, they, are, they hate each other and the and the kids are suffering because of it. So that's kind of like for the moment all i have <laughs> well thank you very much ramona i'm gonna put you backstage don't go anywhere and i absolutely agree marriage is not necessarily like a solver all um so like i said i i think we need to start going into diving deep into the culture of um teaching that marriage for women it cannot wait but I would say, like I said at the beginning, women should go for more establishment that are a little bit older rather than just going for men that are unprepared, unfit at the time to become husbands. Now, Uli, final thoughts. Uh, well, thank you again for having me in your program. I agree with you uh, totally regarding marriage. <laughs> As a child of a broken home, I mean, I understand how, it, you know, that if, if you're not prepared, for it, you know, you you're gonna end up causing more 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 pain than 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 happiness. And and look, and this is something that we have probably heard a bunch of times before. I mean, if you're not happy with yourself uh, when you're alone, when you're single, uh, you won't be happy in a relationship either. I mean, because you have to create the happiness first before you can share it with somebody else. You know, you cannot share what you don't have. And that, that that's a, a very important lesson that uh, a lot of people overlooking in, in the search for you know for what for for a relationship i mean you you have to be uh, comfortable with yourself and be willing to 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 share what you have with others but you cannot you won't be able to if you don't have it in the first place and that's that's basically all i have to say regarding that Thank you, Uli, uh, so much. I'm going to put you backstage. Don't go anywhere now. I'm going to give the floor to the winter man, the major of winter in Frostland, Jose <laughs> Negron. Well, first of all, I thank you very much for being very gracious, allowing me to be on your channel. Now, the fact of the matter is, okay, there are some people that, they can make an income um, that they, they don't need the spouse to work. The reality is this, that is the exception, not the norm. And it's not a question of working hard enough. The reality is this, for most of us, um, you need both parents to work. That is the reality. Mm -hmm. um, now, in order for marriage to work, you really need to vet your partner very well. And one of the reasons why it does not, it does not, marriages do not last because they don't vet the person very well for whatever reason. Um, just wanna remind people that I'm gonna be live um, Tuesday, 9.30 p.m. and the topic will be how to deal with depression. And I would encourage everyone to please, you know, they, you know, participate either be on the panel or you know express your comments in the chat uh, of course i'm going to close the same way 
that I always close. People, please be careful out there because we are dealing with COVID-19, which has killed almost 800,000 people in this country so far. And we must do everything we can to avoid contact with the mentally and intellectual challenged people, because if we fail to do so, we will be infected by their stupidity and massive insanity. And instead of operating in logic, we will operate in emotion. Well, thank you very much, Jose. And I agree. Follow on Common Sense with Jose Negron. And also, I'm going to put you backstage. Don't go anywhere. I forgot to say, Ramon, make sure that you put your, um, your link for your channel uh, on the, on the chat so people can follow you, follow the introvert Boricua because he has the most hilarious and interesting streams. He started yesterday with his first stream. So if you have not watched it, go to his channel and watch it because you're going to love it. I watched it till the very end and it was really, really, really good. Now guys, I'm going to close this very, very controversial stream because I know it's going to get triggered. A lot of people are going to get sensitive about what I have to say, but I'm, I like to be fair. You guys know I don't sugarcoat anything whatsoever. The same way I talk about Sylvia in Latin America with her feminism last week, I'm going to talk about the slow tips today and their lack of ability to stay competent in the market. So, like I said, if people get offended, well, <laughs> that's just another day in the office. But to be honest with you guys, I will keep saying what I am saying and I will keep bringing receipts because apparently, you know, it's unfortunate, I would say. And if you're a Latino and you're seeing what I'm seeing and what the most of us are seeing, you know this, that what's coming, it's heartbreaking. Uh, we're seeing the embargo in Venezuela. We, we saw it with uh, Nicaragua. We're seeing right now with El Salvador. And we're seeing right now what's happening uh, with Mexico, which is one of the most advanced North American countries. Now, guys, like I said, um, this season is going to focus on the slow tips for its majority. Uh, a lot of them will get triggered. That is normal. A lot of them will have harsh opinions, which is normal. But we're not going to deter from what we said. Marriage cannot save you from being a loser. Marriage cannot save you from being competent. And apparently, um, you know, there's some people that we will have to carry uh, because they did not. Oh, I see that Ramon uh, put his channel on the chat. So make sure you subscribe to it, guys. I uh, hope to meet you there. I'm, I'm not going to miss a stream because they're very interesting. But going back to my closing statement, guys, uh, there's not a lot that we can actually do to save others. And I understand that everybody's responsible for their own actions. Now, history is there for us to study it and not repeat it. And if you don't want to take it from me, just go visit the history of my people. Uh, we are the only Latin American country that has been under the U.S. for this long. And you guys can see on the state that we are in. It's no different than what's coming for the rest of Latin America. Because we don't have anything that can stop the empire from interfering with our countries. And the only thing we can do is use the advantage that we have here to stay competent 
learn as much as we can and copy paste and translate it into our countries, which is basically what the president of El Salvador is trying to do with measures like transition from US dollar to Bitcoin and Bitcoin City and other things that he's implementing when it comes to technology. Now, guys, I wish I had more content for tonight because I know yesterday I didn't have anything uh, posted for a show, but you guys know that this is a weekend show and I'm going to be back on Saturday at 12 p.m., which is 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, 12 p.m. Pacific time. Now, guys, I wish you guys a very happy holidays. I hope you had an amazing Thanksgiving with your family. And if you're not tired of the turkey, you know, I hope that you're still enjoying your Thanksgiving repeat as much as I am. And like I said at the beginning, we Latinos don't throw away food. So we're going to eat this either till it goes bad or we cannot stomach it any longer. Thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you for everybody that participated in the show, that participated in the chat. Thank you so much. This has been another episode of Latin Explaining with Denise. Everything about business, finances, sometimes politics, fun, and apparently disagreements. Thank you very much, guys. I'll see you on the next one. Peace.